Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 204 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? What's up, Crisis Actors? It's Mary. We've got an ominous presence in the studio today. Uh, a ghoulish president, uh, pre- presidents, oh, presidents. Oh, we're off to a great like start. Haven't yeah. we already president. talked about Shane Cashman 2024 on the pod? That, oh, that's yeah. a good call. You you're saved right. me. Right. Thank you. I, that's a I, good co-host. Uh, I, you, that's you what are. he meant. And you're right. Shane Cashman 2024. Abolish everything. Um, <laughs> it's happening. And <laughs> yeah, today I hope abolish I, and defund everything. Everything, and then the presidency, and then we're good to go. So. Those are, could be your dreams, people, if you just vote for me and we'll make it happen. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I hope I didn't bring any ghosts today like I did last time. No well tech have. issues, please. Not yet. Knock on wood. If this is even real wood, who knows? And if it happens again, it is your fault. <laughs> like, undeniably, it's your fault. I know. I know. I'm, I'm scared. I there you was, think I'm joking. I'm serious. It was raining the other day. I thought about texting you guys like, look, if something happens, I'm far <laughs> away. The ghosts are with me. Well, the They're, weather is very nice today. I know. So if we have tech issues again, I know. We'll it's see. your fault. But, uh, so the episode start now. No, what? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is a setup. Yeah, it's a setup. It's totally, yeah, we're, uh, we're out to get you, buddy. No, I'm happy to be here. And uh, for those who don't know, I write Tales from the Inverted World, which you, sh- you should go watch on TimCast.com right now. We just released A Wave of Evil Part 1. It's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. It's pretty messed up. That's a great name. Thank you. It's a, mm. a, yeah, violence and misery sweeping across the state of Georgia. I mean, that's kind of depressing, but the yeah. name is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really proud of that one. Jessica and Alex have destroyed. Awesome. this season with sounds and art so i hope everyone checks that out and also i'm just going to say it now in front of everybody this is very important to me and it's for the fans that brett should be taking his hat off for us all to see his beautiful blonde hair i forgot again yep. okay uh, we um, need it they've earned it well we plan to remind you on air so you had the pressure <laughs> with the audience watching uh looks great buddy it looks so good except i wish it were a little blonder but now seeing it with the money guns they kind of match there, I forgot again. Each I, guest the, this week deserves to see yes. the full glory of your blonde hair. Yeah, the the hat is a, such a part of me that uh, I don't do well without it. Well, now it's the blonde hair is a part of you. I hope it lasts forever. Uh, that is, is it a permanent thing? It, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yep. Okay. All right. You guys should set a well, new settled. goal for him to do next. That, no. I mean, outside I, of hair, I tried else. to mention that, like. We could set a new wager so that for the remainder of the week you have pink hair. Not gonna happen. Purple, green, no. yeah, anything that fits I, the brand. I think we should just leave it up to the people in the chat. Let us the, know. The will of the people. <laughs> exactly. <you> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. The OG fans will get that one. Uh, you're not a real fan unless. Speaking of fans in fandom, we've got a bunch of great topics today. We are going to talk about uh, an article that discusses whether fandoms like Disney, Star Wars, Marvel. 
Warner Brothers, I guess, if you actually were excited about anything <laughs> Warner Brothers doing these days, wow. how they could be considered very cult-like in their behavior. And I thought uh, we had such fun discussing religion and, and more esoteric themes last week. Why not do it again? <laughs> but this uh, time, put a twist on it where we get to make fun yes. of Disney Star Wars nerds. We're going to look <laughs> outward, not inward. <laughs> we're not going to look inward this I'm going to try not to. No we're guarantees. going to shrink and forget. <laughs> yeah. What if I was a Star Wars nerd? What if I was? I I would make fun of (laughs) that. I would expect that. Fair enough. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a very interesting article in which uh, an actress named Diane Neal kind of takes law and order to task uh, about the the unrealistic portrayal of justice for victims of... uh, Bad crimes that start with the R word, we'll say. I'm, I'm going to screw it up at least once before we get there. I'll end up we can just it. call it essay. Uh, How well, about that? that, that that's, that's fair. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, uh, which I thought was very, very interesting. And then we are also going to talk about, uh, what was the last one? We're going to do, um, oh, Sam, <laughs> Sam Mendes. He Sam? wants a woman to direct the next James Bond film. Mm. Boo! I, I want s- thumbs down. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, out of here. Out of here, <laughs> women. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And I do have some uh, more neutral takes on that. Uh, or at least I'd like to oh, think of some okay. more even keel. It's not going to be... That's not something I'd expect from you. Uh, oh, uh, come on. I, I, there, was a, there, was a, there was a comment the other day that said, I already know Brett's opinions before he gives them. So you, you know got to be a little more unpredictable. I'm going to be like, you know what? We Hit should hire them. just women. Yes. Jamie Bond. Yes. All and, of it. And just all, just broads everywhere. Yep. Uh, just nothing but women. I, <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to call them that. Uh, that is, that was, that was very bad of me. So we got that. We got Podluck. We got a bunch of stuff. Uh, and I, I do think that actually, not to, not to be too much of a, give too much of a tease here, but I think the final segment, the, the Womp 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 and Podluck might actually signal the end of Western civilization as we know it. We have a lot of talk about civil unrest and uh, all of the possibilities of collapse mm. for society, but My I think topic. that this has finally fomented it. It's the end. Yeah. It is, it's it, apocalyptic. It is definitely the end. So if you guys are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? Let's go. Shane, are we ready? Me and my ghosts are ready. All right. I was, I was, I was going to throw a comment in there, but I decided <laughs> not to, but since you want to you wanna say that. So it says, is fandom a cult? The religious fervor fueling Star Wars, Marvel, and more. And I do believe that on the outset, you could make a fair argument that there's Thank a lot you. of cult-like behavior in modern fandom, which is a lot more centralized than it ever was before, mm-hmm. thanks to the internet and corporations that now own all of these properties. Uh, but at the same time, I, I never really hold it against the, the creators for selling off their... I, I wish they wouldn't, but I also get it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you make this thing that resonates with people and then you get your big payday. That's mm-hmm. the way the I world I don't works. think so. I think I can hold it against <laughs> a George Lucas for... Selling off his creation. I mean, it's not like I was. I was listening to a thing earlier. Like he didn't even make most of the money off the movies. He made it off the toys. Mm -hmm. That's where the money comes. Like he didn't sell off all the rights to the toy. I think he still has money invested in the toys because he knows that's where the the bread is buttered. So that's why Grogu is taken center stage. Yeah. Well, that's Mm -hmm. uh, in the same. What was it? Socks and in Buzz Lightyear. Socks and Buzz Lightyear. It's literally designed as like to to bait children into look at this amazing toy. Grogu still money that he earns, even though it's in his world but it's a new character Pro- i don't know i have no idea he probably only has uh financial stake in the legacy characters right. i'm so. curious how that works 
So we'll start from the top here. It says, it felt like such a communal bonding experience, he recalls. They're talking about going to see The Force Awakens uh, in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, He says, (laughs) like you had a unique relationship with that piece of art because you experienced it first with such a dedicated group of people. It reminds me of worship services, to be honest. Being a fan means sharing a story or even a worldview with others. It means gathering people together to talk about the story, but some stories are so vital as to define entire civilizations. While others are trivial, if that's true, then, there is, uh, the, uh, then where does the Marvel Cinematic Universe fall? Uh, or Star Wars, for that matter. Are, the su- are super fans uh, in Disney a c- uh, controlled cult? Are they a Disney-controlled cult? I kind of think that it kind of is, at least the Disney part. What I don't understand is why being a fan would mean that you share a worldview with other fans. Mm-hmm. It means that you share a fondness for a, story. a certain story, a certain piece of media, maybe. But why would that affect the rest of the way you view the world? Maybe it does. I don't think it it does, at least not for you know people who casually like... Star Casually, Wars. yes, but I bet you there's absolutely similarities between those who fall at those uh, more extreme ends of the spectrum. Disney but, Star Wars has definitely courted a smaller, more cult-like fan base than Star Wars as a whole. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's less cross-generational, and a lot more of it is merchandise. Wine moms. And, and wine moms. repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Even, Disney is wine mom, sorry. Even the Star YouTuber Wars. we were listening to earlier said, even if it's bad Star Wars, yeah. I still will like it. Do you no, watch it's the- like, can anything fall out of the bounds of what you will be loyal to? Like, it's... We should we should react to, to that clip. Okay, uh, this is an old... Do you want to describe the clip? Sure. This There's this clip. YouTuber who mainly does reaction content. He's a big Star Wars fan, especially Disney Star Wars. His name is Eric Butts. You heard that right. Um, and brother, he, brother to Seymour. This, this clip from, I believe, 2018 went viral of him reacting to the Rise of Skywalker. The trailer for Let's it. just... We can't show the whole thing because of copyright issues um, for the music, but we're going to show his reaction after the trailer has ended. I highly recommend you watch the whole video at some point, though. Yes. Oh, my God. How, 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 How do they make this more and more epic every time? How do they make this more and more epic every time? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, to me... So he is literally bursting into tears over a simple trailer. To to be fair, trailers are designed to be emotionally manipulative. They are. They're not manipulative. They absolutely are. They absolutely are. They use emotional, like, 
scores yes. to to and be together. emotionally evocative. They're cut together in ways. It's like the best but of of everything. That doesn't mean it's manipulative. It's literally just, that's like saying all advertisement is manipulation. It's just <laughs> selling something. It, it is all manipulative. I, first of all. That guy, do you believe that guy? Do you think that's real? I think he plays up emotions for his YouTube content for sure. Like he had a tissue but ready I to go. But I also think that... Reaction channels... I, I also think that it comes it. from a genuine place yes, in him because there are a lot of people who feel that strongly about yeah. Disney Star Wars. As puzzling as that, that is well, and it's to, to us with, who it's, couldn't care less. It's the yeah. same with... Not not couldn't care less. I care about what it what it means to to the culture right now. And also, this isn't just true of... It seems more of a Disney thing. Like, I threw Warner Brothers in there earlier, but they can, they can barely get their movies done without screwing everything up. And Disney mm. seems to be a factory that just churns out product uh, of less and less consequence every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but the reactions remain... Yeah. Weirdly the same. Like, we, they're reacting the same to Andor as yeah. they were reacting to... Yeah. The, the rise, uh, I'm sorry, to The Force Awakens, which are two totally different times at two totally different stages of Disney Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Because this seems to be an allegiance that is all consuming for his life yeah. and a lot of people's lives, not just people who put it on social media. Like he said that his wedding and his honeymoon are all going to be Star Wars themed. Mm. And his whole set is decked out with these Funko Pops and posters and all this merchandise everywhere. It's sort of like iconography and Mm -hmm. devotional sacramental items that religious people use, but there's a big difference when... I suppose you're... If it's cult-like, you're focusing on how it can insulate you from the rest of the world, whereas with... uh, Christianity, for example, there's a an impetus to proselytize and to be uh, very much part of the world, but not reflecting the same values as the rest of the world. Do you know what I mean? Then perhaps it falls more into the case that they see it as a religion than as uh, than than we would see it as a cult. That uh, they they definitely expound upon their love for these franchises online, assuming they're not all dead internet right. bots. Well, that guy, that guy's real. I think he's real. Uh, he looks real and he's crying. And Well, some bots cry, but I'm wondering <laughs> what, at what point is he worshiping? When they say worship, and if you're looking at it like a cult or religion, do you think people like this are worshiping certain aspects of it? Like one type of character that they're like, I want to live like this. It's like their they're Jesus is Luke. Well, it's almost like a, the content of what they're watching and celebrating is not as irrelevant as feeling like they belong to this community. And I say it's insular because that's really the key that would make it a cult-like community rather than one that's like a mainstream religious community. Mm -hmm. But like a religion too, um, there are people who probably are more devout in the Star Wars world than others right like yeah. the old george lucas is your old testament the new disney is the new testament and but there, it's there's some people it's who've crossed over all or nothing way where yeah. if you have one criticism or one part of the universe that you dislike or don't accept um or one part of of or like if you enjoy the prequels but you don't enjoy the force awakens mm-hmm. like you're it's, a heathen yeah, you're completely cast out of the club. Mm-hmm. And then there are all of the consumer habits that mm. are 
grouped in there that if you don't go to Disney mm. and you're not dedicated to the whole narrative mm-hmm. and line, the whole lifestyle, then you're not part you're of not their fully group. fully in it, yeah. There, there's a line weird. in it about, it says, Disney adults are using pop popular culture to fill the void that religion used to fill. Uh, and as far as sure. I know, uh, 80% of America still uh, considers themselves uh, religious. I don't know. Um, I never know how they get those numbers. Yeah. I'm like not it. sure, but didn't it say uh, in this article that a growing percentage of the country is also considering itself spiritual but not religious? Yes, I've that, seen that, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm seeing 69%. And, the, and definitely the group that would describe itself as none, like no religious affiliation, is growing. Mm-hmm. So that is a possibility, but I think more than religion even, it's pointing out that people don't have community based around anything like yeah uh hobbies well the internet made, are replaced they, by consumer habits the internet uh caused people to search for these communities outward uh towards things that they might have appreciated in their mm-hmm. childhood but there weren't a lot of people like them or in their area mm-hmm. that liked it so they searched for like-minded people online there's nothing wrong with that yeah. uh they do talk about they talk about uh <laughs> disney adults can make pilgrimage like a pilgrimage to Disneyland, or uh, to Disney Mecca. World. Yes. Yeah, so it's their, it's their yeah. own version of Mecca. Decorate their homes using the We Do Disney Manifesto as the theme uh, and participate in, in, in enumerate rituals. Disney cast members, the, the firm names for its employees, are even required to sit through a training class called Disney Traditions. That's a cult. They have a quote from a former sci-fi super fan. I don't know exactly what that what means. What does that mean? I saw that. I, um, I like that. I bet he says there is an insularity there where the in-group of established fans or followers are given a separate designation from people who casually engage with the given material. Normie. That's what you call a normie. <laughs> right. Uh, in I a lot of cases, we would be considered normies even with the podcast we host because our interests are more spread out over a variety right. of things rather than hyper-focused into one area. We mm-hmm. he he added um, you have to prove your your credentials. Name they make songs. it a lifestyle. They can't allow any criticism of their fandom or faith. Mm-hmm. So I think that's mainly what differentiates it from a, an ordinary religious affiliation. Because you know, for instance, in any Catholic church, I'm sure there are people all over that congregation that have deep disagreements about interpretations of scripture or of mm-hmm. church teaching and also that is completely allowed there's no inquisition that is searching for people who don't ascribe to each and every right. rule um and it's sort of more inclusive and a working part of people's lives that exist in the mm-hmm. world not it doesn't aim to insulate you socially from people who aren't part of that crowd I also find it interesting that the, they talk about the, the the culture of the canon and like how they, they use canon now. Uh, it's not in the article, but my, my interpretation is that they use canon now in a lot of ways to smite fans uh, who they might feel right. uh, don't fit within the, the framework of their uh, of their part of the fandom. Meaning like uh, if somebody criticizes a character and they change like uh, a big thing is to do race changes, g- gender swaps. Not uh, only that, but like the mental gymnastics it takes to justify the discontinuity in the Kenobi series with the rest of Star Wars canon is outrageous and people pointed out so many uh, like knowledgeable people pointed out so many ways that it doesn't fit into the universe and it doesn't really matter so (laughs) the main difference between like the canon that is preserved from 
from the Bible and the canon of the Star Wars universe and Star Wars legends is that for this fandom, the lore keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more inclusive so that anything can fit into it and more money can be made. Whereas the canon of scripture has not gotten bigger. It's only uh, changed uh, when certain things have been excluded from it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's, and, and also you're not selling scripture to people that's not a product they also um, made prosperity a, church we talked about last well, time there are people who that's are, a certain style of preaching right, that you're selling right though. it's a different interpretation of it yeah there was also a really funny comment about like when they were talking about disney and religion about how disney won't be serving uh won't be mm-hmm. getting tax breaks anytime recently but they don't remember reedy creek and they literally was, are getting yeah, tax they breaks literally, yeah i mean allowed to run their own right. town themselves so it's like <laughs> there there is a lot of kind of almost shocking uh, and there was that whole uh, scandal about their collusion with the Anaheim City Council. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it would be it would have <laughs> been funnier for them to not have a couple of like to to not be playing dirty with like local government. Like, right? That, like, really? Like, you really don't think that a, a gazillion dollar company isn't doing stuff like that? I also mm. think that uh, a lot of it feels like religious fervor when you do uh, push back online on anything. And thank goodness I'm not one of these people that puts up with like that has takes the time to read a bunch of comments but uh, or takes time to post a bunch of comments but if you have critiques uh and then the pushback you get is almost uh insane no matter what direction you go from both sides because all sides have a a zealotry to them uh when you get that deep into the lore Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This almost reminds me of Scientology at yeah. this point. They, they reference that in here. They, they reference... L. Um, Ron Hubbard. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, Started out as sci-fi. He was an author. Yep. And then they reference... But but they also reference uh, John Travolta, who they classify... In Battlefield as, Earth. We should do a review of, of that. Battlefield yes. Earth. That'd be funny. Um, but they mention... Uh, but they say noted Scientologist, which is clearly supposed to, you know... Didn't know. What it, yeah. They also mentioned Heaven's Gate in here, which is such a. Th- I mean, Mary would have loved that as like a flashback. To, oh no, you like the early two thousands. You wouldn't have. Ninety seven's probably too far back for yeah, your, yeah. your peak interest. Too but, far back. Uh, I, I remember. I, I remember when Heaven's Gate yeah. happened. I was I was young. It was but, ter- it's a terrifying I, image yeah. as a young person to see all those. All those bodies. It says uh, also like mainstream religion, these rituals are steeped deeply in capitalism. capitalism. Now that sounds it's, like. A denunciation of capitalism, which I wouldn't totally get on board with, but it's undeniable that profit-driven mega corporations mm-hmm. who acquire all of these different IPs are the driving force Absolutely. behind this. Mm-hmm. It's also phenomenon. funny that they say for what for ye why a Star Wars fan who requested am- anonymity <laughs> like is he afraid of like pushback? I like it from the Disney fandom. Yeah. Uh, oh, I would. There's doubt like it. there's like a video of him with an obscured uh, silhouette and his his voice is he's like distorted. This, yeah. That's the part of the reason people turn to fandoms in the first place. People don't have have meaning in life <laughs> and left religion as a whole due to capitalism crushing everything. So people need to resort to corporate media. 
to fill their soul. So they left religion based on capitalism to join corporate capitalism. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't get it. Like, I mean, really it comes down to the fact that people need to feel like they a sense of belonging. Yeah. And if you're not able to find that in a church community or in your school or in your local area or um, even in a workplace, then you're going to find it on the internet these days. Do you feel like this, this speaks to a certain type of person who may not feel uh, entirely comfortable wrapping themselves in actual contact with people in the real world? Um, that's easier to do this type of. Uh, it could, I mean, this existed. Th this existed before the internet. And and I guess it's it's not like they don't go to Comic Con or they don't go sure. to these cons and do these things. But it feels like there, there's something about the the lore and the fantasy. Like maybe maybe if uh, we were getting like Marvel level religious films, there would be a weird comeback of like. Uh, I remember the they, there was a there was a they tried to publish like a a, a Jesus comic a couple of years ago and it got major. I would back. be extremely suspect. Well, of they, they, they made like Jesus. That. If I remember if I remember correctly, they made Jesus like a superhero, like he was a, like that's who he always uh, was and like. Well, uh, there are people who think that Superman and also Batman are mm -hmm. are like Christological. Characters. There's a lot of uh, articles written about uh, Superman being a Jesus allegory. Isn't Darth yeah. Vader kind of like Christ? Like in the movie, like he doesn't have a father. Well, he, like a he doesn't have father. a redemption arc. Well, he does. He does sort. Doesn't he? Just doesn't he return to the light side when he doesn't kill Luke? Sorry, spoiler alerts. Yep. Uh, I have sure only seen Star Wars would, once, but they, they do give. I'm him not sure that. if that would qualify. But even then, like Jesus didn't have a fall from grace. Right. Right. So there's no way to be a, uh, there's no one way to be a fan so it's hard to answer the question of whether Star Wars fandom is basically a cult but looking at the fan experience through a different lens may be the key to keeping uh, your interest from veering into an unhealthy obsession I think that's a fair uh, thing to ask yourself like am I getting overly invested in this one thing what would a Star Wars fan or a comic books fan do before the internet to have a sense of camaraderie with people who like the same thing as them. Magic. Oh, so yes. Local comic book store. Yep. Right. And then you would meet people and talk face yep. to face mm -hmm. and make connections. Yep. And you'd meet people that they know. And maybe that's even healthier because then you're actually having real world yep. experiences with people, which feels like you're actually connecting on an, uh, uh, a level that's deeper than that of just superficial internet connection. And yeah, there's also some friction or resistance necessary to do that. You actually have to go out of your way yeah. to find people with similar interests. And people also who may disagree with you about your interests as well, but have the same enthusiasm for it. The, the, the people that go, like the, the Disney super fans, the ones who go to Disney World several times. I mean, there's, whole, there's a whole industry of, influ of Disney influencers who make their living just, right. di just Disney. Mm -hmm. Like Disney is maybe scarier, like it's becoming scarier the to Disney me The Disney industrial mm -hmm. complex. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a thing. DIC. Yeah. Yeah. I, Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wanted to also point out that there is sort of a false sense of competition between the different fandoms. Like now that Disney has acquired Marvel and now that Disney has acquired Star Wars and people in these different camps feel that they're differentiated in some way. 
it's totally a fabricated sense of of rivalry that they have money. between each other it that money. both profit the mega corporation. It's like when people mm-hmm. argue about Android versus Apple and I just giggle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Like, what do you Right. Oh, I'm not saying you you don't have a right to love your phone, but why would you actually give a crap what somebody else's phone is? It's yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the, the Disney types who are so overboard with it, they're just so like drugged on nostalgia. That Yeah, that might be the, the biggest, like the Kool-Aid is actually but it's, the nostalgia. But it's not even that because... This guy that we showed, he's in his 30s, and he, he didn't have, grow up with the OG Star Wars. We don't, to be fair, no. that's not necessarily true. His parent, like, he might have had a parent that loved that movie and played that for but him all I, the time, and so it's connected to his I don't childhood. mean you sure, have to be from the time. but there's an though. obvious kind of divorce between the Disney Star Wars super fans and the original yeah. fan base for Star Wars. I think what I was getting at. That doesn't like what they're doing with it. Is that people were introduced to these things in their childhood when you, you have that kind of unbridled love for something and then they just it turns into their whole identity growing up they never grow out of it and it's I think it's okay to love something this much or not mm-hmm. maybe not this much but it's okay to love something but it's it's not okay when it becomes your identity so much where you, you have to have these uh, I don't know fallouts with people or the communities over the, the way it splits off that to me is, is scary and I, I get really scared when I see people online who are these Disney fanatics bringing their kids there and it because it to me it looks like a, a grown child bringing their little child and like who's raising this person it's just yeah. a child raising a child well we are in protracted adolescence for sure in this country is there anything you guys would consider yourself close like what is the closest thing you would consider yourselves super fans of Kanye, oh, gosh. <laughs> Kanye, but I, but I disagree with him all the time and I don't, my life doesn't revolve around him, but like, I am fascinated with his art, but like he does a million things as a person. I'm just like, ugh, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, and I can disagree with people on, on albums and stuff, but there are people in the Kanye, I think audience who are the types who like star Wars stop liking Kanye after a certain album run, right? Mm-hmm. Like the first three albums, kind of like the trilogy of star Wars. And then after that, it's like, no. I like a lot of his stuff all across the time. It's that and, and Mary Poppins. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. But I hate Mary Poppins too. You know, I'm Old Testament Poppins, not New Testament Poppins. Ah. But ah. that's it. But I, um, but I don't use that to, to like view the world, you know, through. And I don't like adhere to any law other than it reminds me that imagination is a beautiful thing, which is what the first Mary Poppins is about. Mary? For me, like, I'm trying to comb through and I don't think there's anything with current day relevance and continued development that I heard you only think about fashion I'm and death. super fan of. Fashion and death. That's amazing. Wait, what? Fashion and death. Well, what about it? You only think about fashion and death. It's true. Exactly. That's cool. I mean... But you have a certain... There's like, nothing I like that I can't criticize. Yeah. Yes. That's crucial. Yes, that you have to always remember that. It's weird when you can't criticize something, even religion, which is why right. we talked about before, like Flannery O'Connor, devout Catholic, she criticized people who were she didn't think believing right. That's part of that. If you stop criticizing something, then you stop being an individual. Is this because of the... Like, I mean, we, we're seeing this fall into the political lines as well, and this isn't a political show, but we're seeing the same thing mm-hmm. fall into both... Uh, to both parties, right. and yeah. seeing it fall it into the entertainment. Uh, I mean, uh, the number uh, another great example would be sports, but a lot of people have no problem considering uh, uh, criticizing their own team. They just don't like it when they lose to other teams, so it's not really the same thing. Yeah, but so. people, it, it, there's a fervor for all this stuff. Yeah, but I mean, 
it is weird when you do the whole wedding thing. Like you're going to do like a whole New York Giants wedding thing. And your your honeymoon yeah. and then your baby showers. It's, yeah, it's, and your whole family is now it's involved. In. I mean, if he met her through Star Wars, like maybe he met her at a convention. So it's a, it played a big part. That's to the only place he could meet a woman. <laughs> it's the, that's like, like, I could see that being like, if it's a shared experience for both of you, but if yeah. just he loves it and she's just kind of going along to get it's along. It's a burden. That, now, <laughs> you're... Your hesitance to make fun of Eric Butts yes. is that he is sincere. Yes. And I, I agree. His it seems that his expression is coming from a genuine place and he is a sincere hmm. we fan have such of a Star Wars. View of that video. But well, so I'm not gonna deny that he over uh he overplays He's how emotional it, he but is. But you believe the way he I feels believe about the trailer it does is sincere. Ultimately come from a genuine right. place, like a genuine excitement. And that excitement is something I have contempt for. But um, <laughs> my response is like, yes, he's sincere. And the people in Heaven's Gate were also sincere mm-hmm. in their belief. I don't know enough about this cult belief to, to criticize right. this. I, I'm just saying you're... But let's do it anyway. If you're in a cult, of course you're sincere mm. about your allegiance to the cult. That doesn't make it less... Uh, I despicable. See, that that doesn't make it something I can't criticize. When that I, he's sincere. When I it. see him crying, so this is how how old is that? Twenty eighteen. Okay, so it's fairly new. I don't know. I saw one Star Wars in the theater, like in the last few years. It was that I think it was a one off one they did. Um, I forget what it was called, but it doesn't matter. Rogue One. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. When I see this. I also feel like maybe deep down he knows it's not that good and he's overcompensating. No, he like, totally knows that. That was because the first, that was in the his first. reaction to the Andor trailer, he's like um, reflecting on the rise of Skywalker, saying that there were a lot of things wrong with it, but he still loves it and he still thought it was so powerful and there were so many great things about it. Right. So it's immediately like anything he thought was wrong with it, he has to immediately qualify with, but I loved it was so he, much. Was in this time, I'm sure there was, but I, I have no idea. Was he reacting against a lot of negative comments that were already happening at the time? I mean, he got a huge wave of of hate. For I don't mean that. him. I mean like first Star Wars coming out where there are people already hating on the new Star Wars world and he might have felt the need to really overcompensate to... No, Helped there was a that. lot of genuine excitement when when uh, the Force Awakens. Yes, but okay. there was also a lot of genuine mm. criticism, and then when uh, the other Disney films continued to be put out, like there was then uh, that that novelty mm. wore off, mm-hmm. and more people yeah, dropped it, off there was from that camp. There was absolutely more criticism as as the movies came out, and they cr- proceeded to underwhelm. And now that they're doing these series, yeah, yeah they're not even putting it on the big oversaturating the market yeah. on Disney Plus. There's a yeah. continually fragmenting and shrinking group of people who are just fanatically obsessed. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's like all the different denominations of Catholicism or Christianity, Episcopalians yeah, the, and Protestants. And there are so many different sects that you cannot even count them. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. The internet is like a cathedral for all this stuff. And then there's little cathedrals and it's just going to keep happening until it doesn't mean anything to anyone. Cause I, I, I haven't watched any of the new star Wars stuff, but I actually, my son really likes the songs from the Mandalorian. 
uh, have you heard? they're really good. They're yeah. by the guy who I noticed that the score done in the trailer for Mandalorian season three was really good. It's the guy who does all the music for uh, Childish Gambino, the, Dan- the Donald Glover stuff. Oh, interesting. Uh, I forget his name, but it's really good. It's re- so we roll around listening you know, to I that all the time. You know, I heard that that score in the uh, in the Andor trailer was reminiscent of Squid Games. I never score. saw Squid Games. I don't know. I don't know who did the Squid Game score, but I, the music's cool. Like I understand. How do you guys feel about the Harry Potter? fandom like there's an extreme that's that might even be worse is it the, it's a maybe. contained at least it's a contained as far as like a lot more anymore. social messaging is extracted from harry potter for some reason mm-hmm. i don't know why also mm-hmm. they're they're a fandom at war because they have to like the, the the most fervent believers are also going to be the ones who have take great issue with jk rowling now. like yeah. imagine if a bunch of people started uh you know a dialogue about how George Lucas is a contemptible human being. Yeah. There's like, whole things, there's like whole things that they talk Probably about. Probably because he's stayed silent strategically true, true. throughout the years. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's whole things where they talk about how they, they have to find ways to like get the products without giving her money. Cause they can't, they can't uh, reconcile the fact that they love, they still love in the, the product means so much mm-hmm. to them. And like I if do, she sold completely the rights to Harry Potter, mm-hmm. they would be all in. Yes. But because she still makes money off of new stuff. That might even be a smaller... I mean, I do believe that most people don't pay attention to what J.K. Most people don't even is know. Saying, what she's saying. But yeah. the people that are the biggest diehards are the ones that would right. have come to, to learn that stuff because they would follow her on Twitter and understand the... And I guarantee you, they all kind of um, fall in line with the same belief system. It's the same belief are. system that uh, tells you you can't go buy chick-fil-a because mm-hmm. some of their founders have beliefs um that you disagree with right. yeah like yep. that is i think the depths of derangement she did feed into that type of mentality mm-hmm. early on by re- yeah, the revisionist history that she created fault. it is oh yeah she courted, a lot of her yeah, fault she, she courted the audience that she yeah got. But yeah. uh, I, I laugh with hers because they, they really do. They use Harry Potter as an analog, as like an example for everything. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it informs every because aspect of Because there's no other framework for good and evil anymore yeah. than yeah. fictional yeah. universes. But that, again, is also based kind of off of the Bible. And she said it. Like I think belief. She's I think Christian. any human story Christian. is ultimately going to be traced back. Yeah, but to it has like the biblical the story. The parents, the parents not being there, and the dying and resurrecting. Like it's there are aspects of it that are very like sure. Right but back you can it. you can argue the same about anything. You can argue the same about Star Wars. You can argue the same about the MCU, about yeah. DC. Like yeah. That's just the fact that people love redemption stories, and it's a found, it's a it's foundational yeah. storytelling that yep. goes back to larger larger objectives. I wonder if at some point these people like it will... was brought up in this article, Tony Stark, right, going from the loner playboy to someone who fights for for the common good. Right, that's going to be repeated over and over and yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's do super chats. All right, Hobbit said Brett's blonde hair is forever if he so chooses. If I so choose. Do you so choose? I do not so choose. <laughs> Darn. Dragon's Talon 1001 said, I heard Olivia Wilde is free to direct the new James Bond film, no! LMAO. No! <laughs> oh, not no. her, not Greta yeah. Gerwig. And do Shia LaBeouf not... as Bond. N- let's go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if you can do a British accent, but let's go. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Tacti Platy said, Hey guys, thanks for sharing some of my memes of y'all. Mary, even though you don't return cards, you're redeemed by liking Ken Taco Hut. <laughs> Was that a meme? Wait, what? You definitely. Oh, reposted. oh, KFC 
Taco Bell, Pizza Hut merged together. Oh, that nice. Taco it's Bell like at any KFC Taco Bell absolutely hits different. I think they maybe like share the same uh, frying oil. My, <laughs> my favorite re- meme recently, it says like, I stand for the flag. And it's like a flag of like Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken mm. and uh, Pizza Hut. <laughs> Mm. Mecca yeah, <laughs> for fat asses. <laughs> I need to stop watching YouTube. Said Wiki Nietzsche's last man. That's Eric Butts. Interesting. <sighs> that guy. Like I said, I, I maybe it's also like Please I have help. no problem criticizing people of mainstream celebrity status. That's fine. I don't know. This guy is still posting on YouTube. He obviously is doing just fine with handling criticism. Mm -hmm. Anyone who puts their stuff out there on a public platform, just like us, it's only fair that you be criticized, made fun of, Mm -hmm. even if it's unfair in your eyes. Do you know how many freaking memes I had to see after the music video that Tim put out of of the Geico caveman? I've been calling myself a caveman my whole life, so it doesn't it doesn't affect me. Yeah, I collect them and I laugh at them. <laughs> but yeah, if you're out there, people seeing your face on the um, the dirty cathedral that is the internet, it's it's bound to happen. Dirty cathedral wow. sounds a great band name. <laughs> you want to start it? Let's go. That sounds like a record label too. Let's do, Let's do it. Dirty cathedral <laughs> records. <laughs> Center conservative mom ninety eight said, "I hate how artistic movies are always thrown on the back burner for things like Star Wars and Marvel." They put out crap and masterpieces like The Northman or Last Night in Soho are totally ignored. They're not as marketable. Uh, right. Like, are we going to get a sequel to The Northman? Doubt it. Mm. Northman 2, Electric Boogaloo. I mean, I, I'm happy to see studios that do weird stuff do well enough to maintain themselves. Like, I like a lot. I was just going to say, like, fine. The Lobster was one of my favorite movies. Or, or uh, what's the crazy one that The Vampire did, Robert Pattinson, um, um, at, the, at the, the Lighthouse? The Lighthouse. <laughs> I enjoyed that, too, as, as disturbing as they it was. Robert Pattinson at The Lighthouse? <laughs> what is that movie called? <laughs> should, oh, screw you. <laughs> they, should just remake, they should remake it in, in The White House and just call it The yes, yes. Oh. Oh, that's a really good parody. They idea. wake up and yeah, they're they're the president and it's vice president. It's just Joe Biden yeah. and Robert Pattinson. Caper two X said Church of Marvel <laughs> blasphemy. You blonde DC heathen. I am no such thing. I am I am just here. I, I just exist. I am not a heathen. <laughs> I need to stop watching YouTube. Said if you're gonna cry over sci-fi, choose Dune. Mm. Um, you know, well, Dune is not nearly as big, but maybe one day. Uh, yeah. I never watched any of the Dunes, and I. There's another one coming out. I, yeah, I, I like the idea of Dune. Two directors uh, that I love dearly. One did it and it failed, and the other one I don't think ever did it. Alejandro Hodorowski, uh back in the day. I think he was supposed to do the first one before David Lynch did it. So I like the idea of it being a movie. I, did you guys like that movie? I forget the new one. I didn't. Care I didn't see I, the first I, okay. one. We, we we went and Tim walked out like halfway through. Walked That's right. out. That's right. Why? Because <laughs> it's boring. Just because it, it was boring. It was extremely boring. Like nothing even happened. It, it was just like boring. I can't. That see makes me want to see it. It's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. I thought like Thor: Love and Thunder was boring. Mm. So maybe Dune mm. would be good for me. Uh, Denis Villeneuve is a incredible director. If you guys haven't seen Sicario, go watch Sicario Love tonight. Sicario tonight. The writer, the writer of those movies is one of my favorites. He's the guy who does Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ta- ta- Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, oh, amazing. Yep. Amazing. He's like uh, him and yeah, him and Costner are, are doing their own thing now. Yeah, it looks good. He's a great writer. Uh, did you see that? No, never mind. Well, Actually, <laughs> given, given the next comment, I'm going to leave that one off. Let's go. Let's uh, okay. Go. Caper 2X said, Mary, we went to comic stores, conventions, and the comics letter page where we received the word from the man himself, Stan Lee, make mine Marvel. Hi, Shane. What's up? Hi, Shane. What's up? Yeah, I, I like I, I was thinking about this um, during 
Stranger Things when that first came out, seeing the resurgence of Dungeons and Dragons and mm-hmm. reminding me of the, you know, we had like one little CD store that sold Magic the Gathering cards and stuff like that. And you'd go there and meet mm-hmm. people. I never played those things, but a lot of my friends did. And Critical Role that. had a big, played a big role in, a big role in uh, the resurgence. <laughs> critical, of, he had a critical role in. Yeah. <laughs> There's a YouTube channel called Critical Role okay. where a bunch of like famous, so like people who like famous celebrities who played, who like Dungeons and Dragons are actors and voice right. actors. I think I've seen some clips yeah, of that. Yeah. Uh, there, that, that played a big role in, right. uh, they a actually critical have a, role maybe. Yes. Yeah, so you, you could say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. And, and that got pushed Touché. into like, they have like, they turned it into a, uh, an animated series on Amazon prime called the legend of Vox Machina, which is based off the first campaign that they did on that YouTube channel. Was that a Dan Hartman thing? No. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe. I thought I don't know. he was I, doing something like that too. That was animated, but uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen clips of some of that stuff. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good when people get together and do things in real life as real people. No, I <laughs> I I a hundred percent agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. it's much better if people are actually out in the world. Yes. Michael Olio said, "If I had a nickel for every time I heard this isn't a political show during this show, I could buy this super chat." Five dollars. That's five. That's a, a, a fair amount of nickels. I think you're. You're the one who high. says it. I don't say it. I say it. You do. I, I draw us back in and, and remind myself. Hey, <laughs> besides, we have a political channel now. Did you know that it's called Yeah, Tincast we IRL. Uh, started. I heard one. of it. Go, yeah. go support cool. them over yeah. there. They're doing a great job. <laughs> they are flying, up and coming. Up and coming. Yeah. Flying by the seat of their pants. They're, they're scrappy young underdogs. <laughs> you gotta uh, applaud them for it. They're doing I, a lot with a little over there. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love to see it. <laughs> Shinobi Strongside said, with AR, XR, and artificial intelligent deepfakes, anyone can watch the same movie at the same time on the same screen and actually see themselves in the movie and literally be part of that world. Is that the future? That's the wrong future. That is the most this narcissistic. That's the most narcissistic future. future that you could hope. Mm-hmm. Like I, I find this funny too because. Maybe it, it, it speaks more to a, a generation that sees things narcissistically, and maybe those that's who the see, ultimate end of representation. Yeah. And and those who see things self-loathingly, where you're like, I want to see anything but myself. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch a Batman movie, when I watch a James Bond movie, for instance, when I watch an episode of Law and Order, I don't want to see myself. I want to see a completely different character in a world that doesn't look like me and doesn't reflect mm-hmm. me at all. You know, you can you can quibble all you want about the color of the of the person's skin, mm-hmm. but the fact is that is the surface level traits that are far less important to the story mm-hmm. than who the person is, what their motivations are, how they behave, what they say. All of those things should be far more important and it's weird. Mm-hmm. Do you think some of this might go back to the fact that we have phones now and we're literally looking at ourselves all day long? I'm sure. I, it's but it's always been like that. <laughs> Thank nice. You. It's always been like mirrors did it. <laughs> like well, people yeah, just but, like themselves. But Vanity's you know, uh, ancient. It's ancient. But that's like a that's a thing. Like uh, I know I had a friend mm-hmm. who who the whole time before that was interesting. Uh, like he he was uh, that I went through rehab with, and mm-hmm. he said he didn't own a mirror until like five years after he got sober mm-hmm. because he couldn't look at himself. Interesting. Like he could not. Mm. He get ready for the day. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't have like a mirror in his room or anything like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I, I think that there might be something that, that people who can look at themselves all day long and not get bored need to see themselves represented in the character that they're seeing on screen. But well, it is weird to me. Self-loathing is an essential part of narcissism. I agree. Explain That's, that. I mean, that is by definition what that psychological condition entails is a self-loathing and then immense work done to overcompensate for that by okay. making okay, yourself yeah. the center of your world right. it doesn't always manifest that way 
But a lot, I think a lot of the times it does, especially in celebrity like self, culture. Yeah, self-loathing doesn't always manifest as narcissism, but that is the source of it always. But narcissism, it's not self-love or self-acceptance. Right. It's the facade. Narcissism of that. can be. Yeah, it's like a band-aid for, and you're you're putting yourself in these situations, and then the inter, the internet or the phones has accelerated that narcissism. Because now you can live in a world where you can filter your face into anyone you want to be and Scary. look beautiful, take away any blemishes. And I think that stuff is disturbing. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the filters alone on phones are, mm -hmm. are, develop, are, are helping people develop complexes. That Snapchat started that. Yeah. yeah. Well, even like, like, I, like I remember somebody pointing out like once they're like, I don't ever put filters on my, on my pictures. Like that was like an accomplishment. Like, <laughs> just, just that is dystopian. I don't wear makeup. Weird, like, it's, the, it's the new I don't wear yeah, makeup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it reminds me of something I wrote for the last book for, for Timcast. And it was oh, for uh, Tales for the Inverted Tales World. For, uh, you should get this book at invertedworldbook.com, actually, volume one. It, it was uh, these mouse experiments where they would put all these mice in cages. Remember that? Oh, I, uh, well, I listen to IRL sometimes, <laughs> and, so yes, uh, I know about this. And yeah, it was a big, we talked about it a lot uh, last year where there were, uh, at a certain point, the population of the mice in the cages would grow and there'd be no more space left. And then these things called the beautiful ones would emerge. Mm -hmm. And these, there were these mice that just stopped mating and they would groom themselves and then they would just become the beautiful ones and not care about anything. And then it, that would happen. It would be like a signal for the collapse of that civilization. Are we there yet? Uh, sometimes it feels that way. I don't know. It does feel that way. Waffle Sensei said, I enjoyed the prequels. I thought they told a good story about brotherhood, loyalty, betrayal, and the hubris of the Jedi. And Ian isn't here to yell at me for it. Ha. <laughs> well, I mean, Ian would probably love to be here to yell at you, but uh, Shane can yell at you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, no. No. <laughs> Country Todd said, first time watching live on a 4 a.m. road trip. Wow, that's wow. awesome. Drive How safe. How far away are you? That's, that's, that's far. Um, I, I don't know what that currency is. A... A two dollars. Maybe Australian? it's Australia. Australian. It must like be because he's twelve hours behind us. So, all right. Hello. Like uh, <laughs> uh, awesome. it's like, or it could be Austria. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, sure. I, I, I have no idea. Drive I, safe. How far? I don't know how far. <laughs> what the time difference is between us and Austria? <laughs> Not as big. <laughs> I only know about Schwarzenegger. That's, yeah. that's all I know about Austria. <laughs> Center conservative mom ninety eight said, "My best friends rewrote the Harry Potter scripts and called them Harry Tales. <laughs> <laughs> I was not allowed to watch Harry Potter. I thought it was legit. I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter either. Finally, someone who can relate. Uh, I cannot relate. I, I was. Um, I did love those books. Uh, not only a, was I not kid. allowed to watch Harry Potter." I didn't know anyone who was allowed to watch Harry Potter. We grew up in very different worlds, yeah. you and I. That's why this works. <laughs> what were your things from your childhood that like you liked that were out, like from um, Hollywood or something like that? I mean, I wasn't allowed to watch certain things arbitrarily, like the Disney princess movies I was not allowed to watch. Mm -hmm. But I was allowed to watch everything else from, from Disney. Mm -hmm. um, Can you tell us why that is? Like why, why one but not the other? Just completely arbitrary. Like, like I, I won't. I won't pretend there was a rhyme or reason. To <laughs> we it. don't want her to grow up to be it's a princess. It's just that, like in the two thousands, I guess there was a bigger culture of like moms against Disney, moms yeah. against certain like corrupting media. Tipper the Gore um, and the moms again in the in the that was still yeah. like yeah uh, residue in in the culture. Mm -hmm. um, but like my i don't know my dad was really into star wars he but he never really showed it to me uh in my childhood um i guess i was mainly into like the barbie movies i was allowed to watch <laughs> those i was allowed to watch um all of the disney original movies which i still love 
I guess I was like kind of not allowed to watch a lot of things now that I think about it. Do you think you'll be so like I'm, that with I'm your making kids? up for it now. I mean, definitely. Like, yeah. Oh, she's going to be censorious as hell. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When yeah. it comes to kids, it's different because I'm the same way. Like, we don't watch things that were made after a certain year <laughs> sometimes. Cause yeah. You, something happened to people's brains who made things after 2000. I mean, you could say really go back at any time and say this, but we don't anything past like 2008 is kind of. I mean, obviously, we have like discretion because um, there are exceptions to that. Rule, I know we screen most of it, too. <laughs> I think like the stakes are way higher once it's not you. It's it's your kid. Um, yeah. And then you can really notice a difference after like post 2016. In children's Definitely, stuff. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I know this is a I political show. I think it became show. less intelligent. Not even more oh, um, like political or uh, I don't know. The messaging didn't get stronger. It got less intelligent. It, 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 so many of those shows from less that time. Less intelligent, I like, would say. It's, it's even, not even that. It's it's so terrible because most of the parents are are made to be like these really dumb characters. And the kids are really mean to them in so many different shows. Mm. And it's like, my kid's not watching that. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, because it just makes all adults seem like fools. Well, Homer Simpson started that a long, long time ago. That's different, like, though. Uh, Homer Simpson is in... That's F. a classic. That's Renaissance. Fair enough. Um, Rhaegar, asker of what a recession <laughs> is... That's an amazing name. ...said, yeah. have you guys watched the Nerd Crew series from Red Letter Media? It's a parody of Collider, Schmoes, No, and other franchise hyper-corporate shill channels. I, I can't remember when I last laughed so hard. I, I used to love collider back in the day like uh listening to collider stuff it's it's all kind of awful now there is a hilarious video from um razor fist where he does every wrestling uh podcast channel ever and it's the greatest if any of you are have watched uh uh razor fist you have to watch this video where he he basically does like it's like what culture which is a wrestling like they they review wwe and Sweet. all these things and he does this hilarious like because they're all like british channels or english channels and he does this hilarious british accent the whole time it's <laughs> it's incredible you have to go watch it you know what i remember from razor fist Solely is his defense of uh, Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Like a five-part series. And uh, I'm sorry, I just don't buy it. You don't buy it? <laughs> no. I buy it. I would love to have him on here to have you debate him about yeah, Michael Jackson. Yeah, let's debate it's it. It's just me over here with doing the Michael Jackson popcorn <laughs> meme while you guys debate about Look, Michael Jackson. Look, I have Jackson. inside sources that tell me otherwise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't name the sources, but they're close to the investigation. No, yeah. they literally are. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we'll really? get into it later. What? Off air. <laughs> Nathan Settlemeyer said they need a scary movie-like parody movie called Woke Movie. That mm. honestly, that might be the way forward eventually. Mm. I don't know if they'd call it woke movie, but that might be what you have to call it. I mean, IPs expiring is the way forward. I yes. think. Well, uh, <laughs> a bunch of stuffs in entering the public domain again. Yeah. Uh, Batman in like the next twelve years or something like oh, that. Wow. Let's go Renaissance. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, Francisco Sanchez Jr. just sent a shopping cart emoji. Can't imagine why. Weird. Tiger Ging, Ginge. Maybe Tiger Ginge. Oh, you, mi you missed one from Nicholas Whitmore. 
Oh, Nicholas Whitmore said major IRL and Tales from the Inverted World fan. Yeah. I, I took a minute to to get that. Shane, you rock. Oh, thank Have you. a party from a combat medic vet in Maine. Brett, the hair suits you. Keep it keep it, bro. Agreed. It leaves me speechless. Oh, he said that in all caps. It's speechless. All caps. It's yes. beautiful. Uh, yes. Well, everybody. Well, everyone I mean, in real life and on the internet has been complimenting this I new know. hair color. I'm going to fight it and pretend that I don't want it and then just hold Oh, yeah. No, he probably. walks around this place glowing with, nope. <laughs> with his hair. Uh, he loves it. I, he loves it. But I still have a hat on all the time, but you can still see You'll it. You'll get used to it. I think you like it. Uh, Tiger Ginge or Ging, I don't know, 66, said had three double shifts in a row wow. this week. Whoa. Luckily had a few PCC episodes banked. Thanks for keeping me sane, fam. No, that's... No that, problem. That is, that like, is grueling. That is, and that's like that's how I remember. Like uh, One of the hardest things for me to do would be like uh, when YouTubers that I loved would make new videos and I'd have to like put them in the watch later <laughs> thing because mm -hmm. I either forgot about it altogether or I didn't have the self-control to not watch it when I needed to save that stuff for work. Mm -hmm. So uh, to be able to do that for other people is like, kind of like the biggest compliment That's ever. Awesome. Agreed. It's awesome. Rascal King said, Rascal King's religion is Rascal King. That... that couldn't have said it better He's myself, my becoming friend. my favorite super chatter. I almost <laughs> picture him as as Carter. I want to know who the rascal. Yeah, I wonder. I what feel the, like it's Carter. The hair, because of Carter's hair. Only because Carter admitted that he wants to dress up as a rat king Ooh, for Halloween, and it reminds me of Rascal King. Let's do one more, and then we'll move on to the next topic, and we'll save from there. Okay. Bobcat said, "Have none of you read the Dune novels? What is wrong with you people? Uh, I, I don't not, know. Tell me. The, I haven't. I'm sorry." So, all right, guys, we're going to move on. And this is a, this is an interesting one because the actress involved in this, Diane Neal, I actually like quite a bit. But it says, an ex-Law and Order SVU star agrees with John Oliver about how Dick Wolf's neatly wrapped up justice doesn't match real life. They're talking about the Law and Order series, not just SVU, but regular Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, yeah. the far superior Law and Order criminal intent, which went off the air much earlier than the rest of these. And then um, they actually just brought back Law and Order like this year or like last year and it's like really bad i heard like it's it's, it's that super post -COVID woke covid like, resurgence yeah. think, people thinking that they can uh get the same feeling they did back in the old days you can't do it man um, you got you can do you can <laughs> if you watch old stuff i remember uh we had a an incident here a couple weeks ago where a super chat like we lost super chats because like the power flickered you might have been here yeah I yeah been. I uh, so you know i remember that we had got got a super chat that i ended up not reading because i when you're in the middle of the show, I forgot there was one that like I read, but then forgot that they sent and it went away where the guy uh, said, I finally started watching NYPD blue Brett. Great suggestion. Go watch sweet. old stuff, new stuff, garbage, old well, stuff. Incredible. It's interesting. Um, I'll say I'm not the biggest fan of John Oliver. That's to say the least. Go figure. Yeah. Um, Diane Neal for context played Casey Novak in SVU, one of so the one of the one of the ADAs. She watched John Oliver's deep dive uh, into how law enforcement TV shows have portrayed law enforcement, um, and often influenced the pl the public to have a more positive view of law enforcement when. Um, and, and also a more a positive more, view if you do, if you don't interact with them a less positive view if you actually do how do you know 
What I'm saying is like, okay, it gives you a, a, a rose-colored glasses idea of what it's like to be in law enforcement or work, sure. uh, or work in uh, the criminal justice system. But then when you actually interact with them and you realize they're not, exact, they're not necessarily uh, out there for justice. And I'm not, that's not me yeah, criticizing them. Yeah, of course, them. if I'm you're in that, it, you're going to understand the pitfalls of a fictional show. But... If you're not directly interfacing with these people and how the justice system works, a TV show is undeniably going to influence yes, your the, view of it. Yes, the Antifa people would have called them would have called it copaganda. <laughs> That's what they call that. Right, and I will say John Oliver's exploration of this um, actually rang true in a lot of ways, even though I don't agree with all of his reasoning about it. Should we play the first clip? Sure. Um, there was a podcast that he um, he used in his segment from Warren Light, who is a former executive producer of SVU. We might get copyright on this, but we'll... Well, as long as it's not the show itself, just um, the, the timestamp is three minutes, 20. Yep. We've also found out over time, and this is a little uh, anxiety provoking for me, that a lot of cops aren't trained in how to... Um, how to do their job in, sec in cases of sexual assault. And a lot of cops get a lot of their information from watching SVU, which uh, a lot of police departments don't have the time or the money to, to put people through formal training. Reminds me of a, a, a little movement they had going on in 2020. I don't know if you heard of this one. There was a bunch of people um, going through cities shouting a slogan called defund the police. Have you heard of it? No, I don't no? remember this. Mm -hmm. Nobody? I was, I was asleep. Okay. Um, <laughs> It, it proves the, the lack of logic behind yeah. that type of belief system, but uh, it, it goes well, to show. You know, there's also the reality that throwing funding at things doesn't automatically yep. work. Work, yep. uh, and I I totally understand that training for these investigators falls short, and it's unfortunate that they would get training from. Uh, TV show well, I, on how to do their real life But where's he getting that from? Yeah, that it just sounds like anecdote because I, I happen to know a bunch of police officers in New York City and like they would look at SVU and laugh I think. Yeah. And like they, my grandfather was a cop like he would look at um, he liked watching cop shows but he would laugh at them a lot of the time be like well, that's ridiculous. If you watch this full segment um, he does provide quotations from actual law enforcement and they say they learn from SVU and do from the victims of assault who say and that, that should scare it influenced you. <laughs> yeah. the way that they went about reporting. That's ridiculous. The cops their, say that. I got to watch the whole bit. Well, that's insane. It's there's a long history actually of of law enforcement being involved in in how they're portrayed in media. So mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, they have yeah. drag advisors is set. what he begins the segment with. That in 1951, mm -hmm. they received authentication from the LAPD mm -hmm. in exchange for free usage of um, like cop cars and their... Um, now like, the movie studios have so much money they like, don't need to do that. Yeah. Well, that's, sure, that's but like part. back in, in 1951, yeah. I'm sure that was like a fair trade, right? So they would kind of have leverage over the way they're portrayed if dragnet had portrayed the cops with um i mean even just making mistakes but also intentional corruption mm. they wouldn't have had that agreement anymore there are plenty of cop shows that f do uh, corrupt like storylines that involve corruption but it's not the oh, base, yeah. necessarily the baseline of the whole show uh the, but the the general idea of this entire piece is that 
it creates a simplified rose-colored glasses version of what it's like to actually go through the criminal justice system if you are a victim of a uh, of an assault. Uh, right, so yeah, I, I I don't feel like that's the case. I remember I, I watched a decent amount of is. Law it and Order. Is the case because I watched a lot of Law and Order, and I would be like, a lot of these cases like just go unsolved, and like there's a lot of just uh, people yeah, but the looking really sad. The ones that really get solved will never work the way that they do in the shows because of the way you have to actually sacrifice reality for storytelling because right. the storytelling is the most important aspect of it. I just feel like the yeah. ones I, I I haven't seen a lot of it. Well, I've seen a good amount, but uh, there's so many things I've seen where. Things just there's no resolution, and it's like that to me seems more like reality. That's not as common as you think in the show. In, in oh, I don't know about Law and Order, but in general, yeah. that plot is is far less pursued than than most of these storylines, well, right? Uh, what John Oliver said about that is he said Law and Order cannot reflect the reality that you know a lot of cases go uh, unsolved. Unsolved. Yeah. He said it would be unwatchable. Exactly. Nobody wants right. to watch a show where 97% of episodes end with two lawyers striking a deal in a windowless room. Yeah. And then you get to watch the defendant serve six months and struggle to get a job at their local Jiffy Lube. The person who's responsible for law and order and its brand is Dick Wolf. And he knows exactly what he wants his shows to do and importantly not to do. So Dick Wolf has repeatedly said that his show is... Uh, like an advertisement for joining the force that he's oh, unabashedly pro law enforcement right and go watch blue bloods also if you're looking for a, a, a cop show uh, I recommend I actually I could give you about 10,000 recommendations <laughs> for cop shows but if you're looking for a procedural that that falls that I think is better than law and order is blue bloods especially the first four or five seasons mm -hmm. with Donnie Wahlberg and um, Bridget Monaghan right. Tom Selleck very, very, very good. Um, and that's about as pro-law enforcement of a show as you can get. But one of the themes of that show is that they, they handle a lot of hard topics. Yeah. Racial profiling, uh, in law enforcement, mm -hmm. excessive use of force. Uh, but they tackle it from a way where every different character in the family has their own perspective. And they have a, almost every scene has a one scene where the whole family eats dinner together and they kind of debate over what these issues are oftentimes becoming very heated because they're very heated things to talk about. Right. Um, it's very, very interesting if you're looking for a, like a more mainstream uh, level show uh, for something like this. Uh, I think everyone would enjoy those, especially those first four or five well, seasons. SVU also shows the law enforcement using excessive force mm -hmm. on, um, on suspects. I mean, all of them mm. really and like. It's not mm -hmm. shown to like shine a light on corruption. It's to glorify it. So, given yeah. that Dick Wolf is a marketing expert, that's what he did before Law and Order. Mm. You can see the angle that was pushed in that show and its spinoff. And the number one thing that I've noticed in most of these shows is that they, they've all sort of start to believe in that uh, the, uh, the means to an end, that that becomes like a thing. Yeah. That, that's a very common trope, which I... Then glorifying the violation of people's civil liberties yes, as absolutely. the only way to reach justice for victims, yep. when in reality that goes somewhere we don't want to go exactly fast. And, and that's and, and then it, that breeds less 
uh, relatable characters on both sides because the only way you can have a bad guy that you're okay with having their civil liberties completely violated just for a confession, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, is to is to make them reprehensible in every way, shape, or form, right. which doesn't lend itself to interesting storytelling right. uh, mm-hmm. at all. This was like a yeah. conversation that happened with 24 too, right? Like yeah. how uh, all the uh, torture scenes that yeah. would happen to get someone to talk yep. to save the country, the world, or whatever, and you kind of had to you were you know oddly rooting for them to happen, yep. but in the real world. Also, it's I want to point out that um, the the same thing that this <laughs> the do- red and, the red and blue is weirdly it is, it is very uh, <laughs> the law and uh, order discussion. We're getting pulled over. Uh, it, it is one of those. It's the they point out that uh, what this did for what this does for law enforcement, CSI also did for forensics and prosecution. Mm-hmm. Everyone on a jury expected that there was going to be some perfect amount of DNA that showed you exactly who the bad guy is, so that they can point at that person and say that's the guy that did it. Mm-hmm. In most cases, don't have that evidence. Uh, that uh, those cases, that's my favorite thing. CSI Miami, every case is solved in a day. They never change mm-hmm. outfits. It's, it's like, that's, it's gr- that's about tying up the narrative in a bow, and we understand why they do it. It's yeah. not even an indictment of the show or its creators no, it, or it's, its yeah. fans. It's just the reality. And, I mean, we can say don't let TV shows influence how you view the world. But that's literally impossible. Mm-hmm. These, well, that's I think that's a problem. I, I think like it's kind of that porn has done the same thing for romantic relationships for, uh, for young men, mm-hmm. making it impossible Arguably for them. True. Yeah, yep. so that uh, they have a harder time connecting because their brain has been overstimulated right. with something that literally Some they can't break. Yep. So the if we look at that for society, that's a problem when we can't we can what no longer can see be done to mitigate that. Watch less TV or watch police ha- academy or have parents that uh, are able to explain to you this is not the real world but even then does that work i don't know so i want to play this clip of um mariska hardigay's hardigay hardigay's uh who played olivia benson in law and order svu um because she had something really positive to say about this exact phenomenon the show's encountered people that have said because of this show they knew what to do after their assault because of this show they had a rape get done because of the show they reported and had faith in that and because of the show most of all they didn't feel alone anymore and to me when I started hearing those stories is when I knew that it wasn't just a TV show anymore. It was so much more. This message is brought to you by yeah. Dick Wolf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm there's not truth saying, to it, though. Yeah, there is truth to For it, sure. but also, should it give victims uh, or the people in the lives, the personal lives of victims, uh, an idea that justice is always reachable and give them a false sense of hope mm. when really, like, the people you encounter, even your own attorney, are so jaded and cynical after seeing case after case go unsolved. Mm-hmm. Is she talking about finding justice, though, or is it just like the uh, just going forward to the authorities and saying this happened to me? You know, like I feel like that's different than giving people I mean, hope. Although I think the show might have done the that. The dark side of that, I yeah. think. Yeah. And so that's this is the from, problem that it's inherent to it. And we're not going to call for them to change the show and make it more realistic. No. I don't want it to be more realistic. It only needs right. to be pointed out. I this think. is Yeah, this is, this is like like you were saying with CSI and all that stuff. This is just escapism. Yes. It and it, it almost seemed like Diane Neal was apologizing 
for how the show portrayed it um, mm -hmm. to victims. She so said, if Olivia Benson were real, there would be a lot more justice. I'm embarrassed to admit I used to think the way it worked on the show was like real life. Then I found out the hard way that I was wrong. Thank you for sharing the story of your real experience. I am sorry. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that was a person who said that they reported him. The cops didn't believe them. Mm -hmm. But you're also being told the story of one single person and there's a world mm -hmm. full of cops all of which have different life experiences, different approaches to the job, some mm -hmm. good, some bad. You can't expect, if you're going into the into every experience in your life expecting uh, your uh, interactions to be with somebody that happened to be like a character in a TV show, you're going to be sorely disappointed right. every single time. Have you had a lot of negative experiences with the police? I have, um, I mean, getting kicked out of skate spots can be confrontational. Yeah. Uh, I've been pulled over before. T hands 10 and 2 and mm -hmm. don't uh, talk back was mm -hmm. always my oh, motto. Yeah. I can't say that I had a bunch of, of horrible... Ex I, I had definitely unpleasant ones yeah. where uh, we got um, put in back of cop cars when we got caught skating inside a stadium, mm -hmm. uh, given tickets, had to go to court, mm -hmm. things like that. But yeah. no uh, overtly... Um, awful experiences with law enforcement. I've had a lot of bad ones. Mm -hmm. And I still like, I have a respect for the idea of police uh, to some degree. Like mm -hmm. my grandfather was one and I think he was a pretty good guy. But yeah, I've been torn out of cars and thrown in the woods sitting Indian style while they search your car and stuff like that for no reason. You're going five miles over the speed limit. So it's like, wow. I understand. It's just, it really depends on who you get mm -hmm. and what kind of day they're having. Mm -hmm. uh, there's good and there's bad like in every type of industry. Yep. Unfortunately, this is just a problem without a solution. You just can't you have to start teaching people to understand This is not the real world and what they're telling you is they're not trying to there's a there's a big premium put on the idea of creating TV and movies that have realism. It's not realism It may be darker in tone, but that doesn't make it realistic because right. realistic would be boring reality TV isn't even real Exactly documentaries aren't even real. Exactly. Nothing all is real it, people all of it is narrative driven. Yes, and that's the way it is yep. Yeah, let's go to super chats Andrew Suto said, whatever happened to the D&D &D show that was mentioned in the Castle Vlog and your political show? Um, this uh, IRL, the political show we created. Our, yeah, our political show, our side project. Our oh, side yeah. project. Um, yeah. um, that us. was just another one of our side projects <laughs> that didn't exactly pan out. Pan out. I, don't, I don't know. Things happen. That's how you run a business. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with, with, with that. There's uh, all sorts of stuff that's always in the mix here, but uh, stay tuned to our, our, uh, our other show. Timcast IRL that the that's host, where you're gonna get the host the over there. He's a great guy. He'll, is that like an everyday show or so five that, days a week, okay. eight, eight to ten? Interesting. It's hard on, work. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. He's, he's a, we're I'll really proud of out. him. Those yeah. hosts are they're great. Yeah, yeah. keep it up. <laughs> I need to stop watching YouTube. Said Harry Pooter and the Chamber of Secretions. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you read that. I know. One. I'm I'm proud of you. Her. Didn't bad app that one. I didn't bad app it because it's not about us and it's not sexual. I. Uh, Okay. That, that could be. Could argue <laughs> That's that. debatable. We could argue that. Uh, Tacti Platy and. Oh, Tacti Platy said, I'll agree with Waffle Sensei about prequel. New trilogies. New trilogy. New trilogy, absolutely garbage. I'd rather rewatch last season of Game of Thrones again than the new trilogy. Oh Oof. man, that's that's wow. That's, that's what's the opposite? Was the of last high season praise? of Game of Thrones really that <laughs> awful? Yes. yes. Uh, you can I, Benioff and Weiss should have been. They should have been like banished from Hollywood because of that. It was a I know joke. That you don't it was agree a joke. with that. Wait, right? well, who was that? Benioff and the guys who did that last season. They also did the. I think Benioff did the Watchmen TV series. Which, oh yeah, which I like some of. <laughs> I like some of. <laughs> 
A. This is childish. A. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Do it. I need I'm to put y'all in time? Yeah. I'm very mature. I'm wow. very mature. <laughs> Thomas Miller said, "Where's the PCC out of context channel at?" We saw. Uh, I got. There's a Mary out of context. Where's a Brett out of context? Mary out of context was great. It was. I it loved was, it. It was, it was my. I, it made. It made me. But smile. now I know. Whenever I say anything, it's ammunition for out of context. Yes, but it made me smile. Good. <laughs> no tax. Good tax said. Did y'all ever see the Am I the Bleep about the Disney wedding where they didn't cater and instead used the money to take pictures with Mickey and Minnie? I saw I that. I did too. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that is. I, I like mean, you are a literal child. You are. You are an actual child. Uh, is it just like people who, in their childhood who didn't get to have those type of experiences and they want to create it in yeah. adulthood and or what is it could that? be that or they never left childhood the other funny thing is like disney is increasingly like pushing these people away because they're making everything so expensive that only the richest of people can afford to go there anyways. five thousand yeah, dollar disney star wars cocktail oh. on a disney Let's star go. wars cruise ship why would you want to do that it just if your matter. life is consumerism i <laughs> i guess Nathan Settlemeyer said, I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter either. Wife made me watch it last year in the bank scene. I asked her if the bankers were supposed to be Jews. See, that I was a huge controversy, but I don't know criticism. if they were. I do not believe. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say, look, it was the 90s. I don't think this symbol. I don't think it was there on purpose. I As don't. someone who grew up Jewish, I did not see them and immediately think those Neither are my I. people. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't like it. I didn't. It took it's years. also weird to be the one who points out that comparison. <laughs> yeah. Because you're the one who went there they first. They look too. Yeah, you, you must have seen. Yeah, you're just showing how you feel about Jews. That's that what point. I talk about. I always talk mm-hmm. about it's a, it's a weird form of pareidolia in the world where people see what they want to see. Mm-hmm. It's like looking in a cloud and you see something that's not actually there. So you you um, depending on what your world of view is, what your life experience is, mm-hmm. it colors how you see everything. Yep. So somebody who looks into that, maybe you should turn your thoughts inward and right. look inward at... Uh, yeah. What crazy you, What did you mean? I see noses and money. <laughs> Come on now. That's a great out of context clip right there. Shane oh Cashman out of context. We don't need Let's that. Go. Need Hobbit that. said, growing up, my dad actually sat down with me and watched the first Harry Potter because of the satanic craze. We are Christians and enjoyed it. I've heard good things about Harry Potter from Christians. I think maybe it's that I grew up around Protestants while Catholic and they all have a problem with anything that depicts magic and also with halloween every halloween i didn't know anyone who was allowed to trick-or-treat i was always allowed you were able to do that yeah oh thank god well originally it was a catholic holiday right so i I think it it should be you know perfect were your friends jealous I don't know. I don't know. They, I Did think you just they eat do like buckets of candy in front of them and, la- <laughs> and just taunt them. Mm, this Reese's peanut butter cup is delicious. I wasn't evil back then. That was before the incident. You had not. Oh, nice. I forgot. That's about some Mary lore yes. for y'all. <laughs> Jay Murray said, "Hey, heads up! When listening in my car, Ghosty's voice is super loud and Blondie's is low. Got? I don't even know who is who Whoa. anymore." Like you could I be ghosty, I'm ghosty, but you're ghosty. But I'm you're also ghost ghosty. Girl. But I'm blondie. But also you're blondie. Oh, true. Damn it! I just turned you down. And I don't know if I was supposed to do that. Don't do that. Don't this do that. Better. Put it back. Put it Can back. You hear me now. And blondies is low. Got to keep adjusting volume. Didn't know if it's a tech issue. If it's a tech issue, then it's it's ghosty. Possibly <laughs> ghosty's fault. But <laughs> I don't know if I'm ghosty. We don't so, know. Who, you're a ghost girl. I'm so. Thursday Please. ghosty. You're full time ghosty. 
I, I don't know. He's also full time blonde, but he's that was intentionally vague. vague yes. yeah. Let us know, please, uh, with another super chat. Yeah. What you meant by that? <laughs> Potatoes for Seamus said, "Been watching this show <laughs> off and on, but now I think I might like the content here better than Teamcast IRL. Woo! Still a big fan of them. Look. Anyway, Seamus can be a guest here on PCC. <laughs> we had Seamus on once before he. Uh, he that was a oh, big nice. mistake. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, man, I will never <laughs> make Ooh, that mistake again. Boy, <laughs> he knows you. nothing no, about here, pop culture. Here's the thing. Uh, Seamus happened to come on the day that Roe v. Wade got overturned. It was oh just bad timing. Like, okay. And I'm like, my name is Brett. This is Mary. And it just so happened to be a day when we were covering celebrities' comments about yeah. Roe v. Wade. And Seamus is like, now listen here. And yes. then it just became, and I'm just like over yes. here like pulling my hair out kind of. I'm like, we're getting This is not a off. political show. Yes. We can have a resident <laughs> Catholic conservative, but when it's two on one, I don't know if that's fair. It's not fair. But we did have Seamus on, so I don't remember the the episode number. You'll have to search that up for yourself. Maybe we could have Luke on where he talks about how awful pop culture is for your brain. Mm. We should have Luke on. It would be funny. Yeah, he'd be good. Yeah. Like him just being, I can't believe you guys are are, are paying attention to this garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Liberty. I'm glad that uh, you still are a fan of Tim Cast IRL, though. We love our... Sister show. It's uh, the show. Uh, we uh, we spent a lot of time getting that one created. So mm-hmm. we're glad that you're. We're really proud of them. <laughs> uh, Ty- Tiger Ginge sixty six said, "Context for my name, Mary. I have no soul." Oh. Now I know it's Ginge. Well, that's yes. The redheads, <laughs> no soul. Uh, nice. You know what? Nobody has more of a claim to like uh, being misrepresented or like underrepresented in culture anymore in Hollywood anymore and demonized than, red, than demonized mm-hmm. and redheads. And those poor redheads. Yep. It's, it's just, they can't win. Yep. They, they really can't win. Uh, the show, the mentalist did a lot for redheaded representation. The name of the, the main villain in that show was red John. Mm-hmm. And there was a main, there was a redheaded main cast member and every episode contains a, a guest star or almost every episode contains a guest star with red hair. I imagine a lot of it had to be dyed because there can't be that many redheaded actresses. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, they did a lot for ginger representation. Working single-handedly to remove uh, to prevent the ginger side mm. was, yes. uh, yeah. Good. What a noble cause. <laughs> Johnny Derp said, I knew what to do when I encountered corrupt police because I watched the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Makes as much sense as basing life on law and order. Mm. So uh, there, there's certainly, the funny thing is, I love, I, the, it, my favorite genre is law enforcement and spy. And so, right. like, so it's like, but when I watch it, I know that it's the most unrealistic thing in the entire world. Why do you mm. know, but other people don't? Is I it don't. just like being intelligent and able to scrutinize media? Uh, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know if like, it might not be as big of a problem as they're making it out to be. But I do think that there is a right. sense of like, you have to be aware that your expectations are, first of all, it's like, they're always like, uh, do you want to talk without a lawyer? And then people just talk. And I'm like, you don't talk to a cop without a lawyer. A they're, lot of people do though. They're that's, not, that's actually pretty I realistic. Know, they're not there to help you. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, it's not even their fault. Their job is just not to cut you a break. Their job is to do what they have to do. Uh, so okay, it could still be their fault. But <laughs> I mean, in Law and Order, there's a scene where Olivia Benson slams a suspect's head against the table. That happens all the time. And really? I mean, there are I other scenes where they like this. pin him against a wall. Oh they spit goodness. on him. They yeah. yell at them. I love it. Like, Interesting. That's definitely not allowed definitely in not. real life. Definitely but, not. Yeah, Taryn Jones said, "Unbelievable miniseries did a really great job of contrasting two R word investigations, one done right and one totally botched. We need a name. Hmm. 
Is it unbelievable? Unbelievable. Is that the name? Must be. I think it is. Interesting. Shards of Narsil said you guys really want a Brett out of context? No. Of course we do. <laughs> it'd be so boring. It's not even a question. It would be so boring. It would be like no. boring. That'd be exciting. It would be like, hello, boring statement. If there <laughs> were a Brett out of context for a Brett outside of the show. That might be oh interesting. Oh boy, mm. that would be interesting. We'll also start recording him 24 7. Yeah, no. well, I'm already recording all of our conversations <laughs> for the upcoming deposition. Hobbit. Work for when she finally turns us in. Hobbit. Marry the Fed. Hobbit said, when is the first wizard's duel in the Bible? Yes, guys, when is that? What? When, like, I must be in Genesis. <laughs> is there, are there wizards dueling in the Bible? There are witches. I mean, I, I don't know about any wizards duel. If there's witches, there's got to be wizards. Nessa Ledden said, blonde hair should stay, Brett. Hi from Nola. Hello, Vanessa. Good to, good to hear from you. See, everyone loves the blonde hair. It's, uh, it I know a, you're going to end up keeping it. It is a hit. It's a hit. I, I, was, I was saying, I got a, like when I was at the doctor the other day, two nurses were like, your hair is amazing. Dude. And I'm like, maybe I will keep it. Yes. But then my right? stubbornness also kicks in and I'm like, but I can't because they said I don't want So to. we all have to tell him to go back to the other color. And then he'll Reverse just keep the blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We see how this works. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm very much a contrarian <laughs> at heart. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. come on. Tommy B said, "I feel like if Luke came on PCC, he would get 35 parties to the moon. <laughs> to the moon, it would go. Once again, the lip tattoo. It will happen at 30, 30 parties. 30. All right. Is that a thing? That's is a it, thing. Is it, is it's it going to say something? Not me. Her. She's going to get. Is it, it going to say something? Crisis. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys, let's get, let's get a little bit. Uh, it's not controversial, but Sam Mendes thinks that Bond franchise needs a woman in the director's chair. That's not controversial to you. Uh, I, I, That's controversial to me. Okay, uh, this is stupid. Okay, it's stupid. I I thought that you were going to take the devil's advocate. Position. I am. I, I'm saying the headline is stupid. The concept is stupid. They need to hire good directors. It does not matter if it's a man or a woman. My problem is that we are increasingly told that to do, to, to to truly direct and write uh, a woman's experience, it has to be a woman director and writer to truly depict the female, uh, the the black. Uh, experience you need a black director and writer well if i want the cool straight white male spy sleeping around with a bunch of broads experience then maybe it has to be a straight white male no it doesn't just be a good director I but they disagree. can't they cannot have their they cannot have their cake and eat it too i disagree how can a woman accurately write from a male perspective well, they're not saying about right. a male fantasy they're not they're not saying it's right directing. they're saying direct that's true not the same thing. Well, you're saying directing and writing. Uh, I'm I'm saying that that argument is made for both now. But in this case, a so lot do you of think in this case it has to be written at least by a man? I don't know. Uh, I think no, because I do believe that there's uh, enough people in the world that might have been. Is it common? Probably not. But there's probably a, a women in the world who grew up loving this genre that mm -hmm. wouldn't have a problem writing about this yeah. genre. I think a woman could clearly write this. Yes, I, it just, I, I it don't. Just, think but it depends I on disagree. how it depends on how good it is. And again, I'll say her name again. I hope everyone keeps buying her books. Flannery O'Connor wrote the most brutal men characters, ruthless, violent people. But James around. Bond is not portrayed that no no, way. no i'm not saying that someone like her would write this i'm just saying that she is a she was a sweet little woman in georgia who was writing horrible men you know so it is possible for a woman to write someone like a bond character I mean, it just matters these if days. it's good I, I don't know she's got to be out there it's gotta i mean I, also, possible. They, I, I want to say like we have more talented male directors yes, than female absolutely. directors at this point 
the other thing is here's they wouldn't let it be the say we found the perfect woman who could absolutely write the perfect bond story they wouldn't let it be the perfect bond story anymore anyways it will have to be sanitized to keep up with to keep it relevant for a new generation so it says supposedly yes. but then make less money maybe than sam mendez just shows up in a wig yeah and it's fine so so it says <laughs> in, well uh, in an interview with deadline mendez said that he'd very much like to see a female director take a stab at bond i think the actor playing bond is going to evolve the if the actor playing bond is going to evolve the director has to evolve i think it would be wonderful to see a woman directing bond i want to know why I want to know what it is about a female perspective, about a male character living, like we said, the quintessential male power fantasy, what it is about her perspective that will make it so revolutionary that it means that you have to dictate an actual gender requirement for the director's role. I don't think you can actually no, give me an this answer. This is meaningless. This is just pure an aesthetic. An it's just because The only reason good. a woman would be chosen to direct the film is to make a point of updating James Bond to not current be James sensitivities. Bond. Yeah, to mm -hmm. not be James Bond anymore. So that's why even what you're saying, that you can just choose a female director who's especially talented, that's not Patty realistically Jenkins, going to happen. Patty Jenkins might be able to do this. Uh, Patty Jenkins did Wonder Woman. She did Monster. She, I mean, and well, Wonder think Woman. About, hated Wonder Woman. Think about the marketing S storm that would happen if they choose a female director. I like, will only base it on the product that, once it's done. That is what they believe because of their insulated right. culture in Hollywood to be a selling point for right. the film. Same way we got a vice president these so, days. I just, I, what I'm saying is that I'm not saying that, that, uh, that it's a good idea. I think uh, arguably having a male director is probably more likely because there are more uh, better known talented male directors that if they did choose to do this, it would clearly be a virtue signal. That's a problem. The, yeah, you're not that's putting all that the, is. you're not putting right. the story first. It's like when they but, talk about uh, uh, making Ariel uh, with black because of colorblind casting. It was absolutely not colorblind casting. Mm -hmm. It was color conscious casting, mm -hmm. which is fine. But be honest about it at least. Is mm -hmm. it fine? I don't know if it is fine. I mean, I'm not going to. I don't care about Little Mermaid, so it's it's fine to me because I don't care. But right. like, I also get that a lot of other people understand. There that are precedents that it sets. We're seeding culture little by little to these things. Mm -hmm. uh, we can have that discussion. But in this case, if you pick a talented female director, there's a lot of talented female directors on TV. I don't know if you want to necessarily bring them up and give them uh, a really big uh, project off the bat for something like this. But like I said, I don't think it should matter. This shouldn't be a discussion we're having because it's a virtue signal. Just prove me wrong when I see it. You know, I, I, it should not matter who someone is, what they look like, or anything like that. I just want to see a good product. And Barbara Broccoli has been in charge of James Bond for... Is that a real person? Broccoli. Is yes. that a real person? It's, it's Albert Barbara Broccoli? Bro Albert Broccoli wrote James Bond. It's like she's out of Doug, you know? Yes. That's well, ridiculous. she's been in charge of Bond for a long time. Hmm. So she, I, I she's been doing a I disagree with your job. point because I think it's made to be contrarian to the narrative about representation. There's no. always been a seed of truth in everything that that uh, that faction says. Representation does, in a sense, matter, but they twist it to mean something else and something that can be dogmatically enforced. My point is that it can be done, but not for the reasons they're saying. 
I don't want her to come in and say that it has to be different. I want her to come in and direct Bond as Bond should be directed. But we all know that's impossible. That it won't be allowed to be done. Absolutely. They will pick a director that won't... Uh, they will... Into, if, okay, so say they're given two female directors. I don't mean it's just impossible because it wouldn't be allowed. I mean it's impossible because a woman could not do it. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. I think it's don't doable. I agree with that. I, I, I think it's doable. I don't see think they would allow See them try I don't think fail. they would... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'd like I, to see I them believe, try. I believe that that's sure, more likely. I absolutely believe that that's more likely. But I do think it's possible. I just don't think that Hollywood would ever allow it to happen anyways. I don't care about any of these things enough to like let it ruin the way I see previous movies. You know, if this this fails, like whatever, it's whatever. Uh, like the Ghostbusters thing. I love Ghostbusters. That one they did with Kristen Wiig, who I love dearly in lots of things. That was trash to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't affect the previous things. But it's just that was another virtue signal to just do this to fill to, to check off some boxes to make people happy because the clim- the cultural climate is that way these days. It's uh, to me, it's just pathetic, but I want to see him try. I'm not going to stop it because I think anybody is possible is capable of writing any story. They should be but just rare. They should just be bringing back Martin Campbell. Anyways, Martin Campbell launched the Pierce Brosnan James Bond and he launched the Daniel Craig James Bond. He directed both GoldenEye and uh, Casino Royale, which are both. Excellent but movies. I also want to see something, someone do something new with it. Like I liked those. Uh, what was the last Bond? What's his name? Daniel Craig. Like I liked Skyfall. He did, I liked but, those. Uh, well, the guy who's d- talking about this, the one who says there should be a female director, is right. the guy who directed Skyfall. Yes. Wrong. I don't. <laughs> I I think can very I well like, be wrong. I like. I like. Um, Casino Royale more than Skyfall, even though mm-hmm. a lot of people think Skyfall or prefer Skyfall from the from the Daniel Craig. Visually, movies. Skyfall is very beautiful. I'm preferential to yeah. to um, like the way it looked. It's a great opening. So uh, it just it feels like something where to me there it's clearly done because he's like he's virtue signaling. I don't know if he actually believes what he's saying. I do believe that what he's saying is possible. I don't think that they would ever allow it to happen. This comment is also about um, a preemptive damage control when the new James Bond film gets slammed for misogynistic mm-hmm. tropes in, you know. Also, like, if, if I'm going to He'll the- be like, well, see, I, I you know, no. I tried to warn them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I, I'll take the other perspective now. Why is it that everything guys want gets encroached upon? Why does it need another perspective? I well, don't. That's what I'm saying. No, why, would, what I'm saying. why would you need a, a female director and also... Even if you judge a female director to be the most fit for that job, I still think just because she is a woman, she would not be able to direct this the story with the same uh, the same soul that it had. But aren't they also basing off the script, and the script really is the thing that matters? And then if they're a good director. With a good eye for make crafting scenes, in terms of the story, the script. I is mean, extremely the important. script, how they make the character. Like, if she were writing the character, maybe she'd have a harder time. But directing, if she's basing it on a good script, it could. I think it for could instance, be possible. In the last James Bond movie, Daniel Craig insisted they bring in Phoebe Waller Bridge to do a rewrite on the script because uh, this was like just after Me Too, and that was a big thing. Uh, and they had to like uh, you struggle know. session it out. Yeah, basically, yeah. like you can be you can be uh, James Bond, but you can't be that James Bond. Right. Like it's it's a it's problem. I have another question um, for you guys. I know that we uh, often rail against a writer's room and say like 
there should usually be one or two, maybe three writers room people on TV involved in writing. Yeah. So, how do you feel about um, screenwriters also directing, or should that be passed off to a different person? To if they direct can do it. it, if they can do it, it'd be great. I mean, a Tarantino lot of them, does it. A lot of them have the goal of le- like learning to do all levels of production, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a problem. It depends if they're willing to do it. Yeah. It's not a problem, but is it preferable? For, um, for the screenwriter to also direct? The same project? Not necessarily, no. It no? depends on their level of, like, their, their technological level, their knowledge of all that stuff. Because, like, someone like Tarantino, he when you're writing what he writes, I think, he writes, like, basically books for his movies. Like, mm-hmm. he turned to Glorious Bastard, it was a book, and then mm-hmm. he turned it into a movie. So I think he's got such a deep understanding of every little scene. He's, like, very detail-oriented that it probably translates well if he were directing it. So I want to know what uh, a woman brings to the table as a director if they're talking about it in the context that they're saying here, which is that it needs to not be a guy's movie from a guy's perspective. It needs to be a guy's movie from a woman's perspective as a director. What is she going to change, and will it will it quintessentially change James Bond? Yes, I believe it will. What a woman brings to the table is nerfing every traditional characteristic yeah. of this. He won't be allowed Bond. to be dominant. He won't be uh, hyper-masculine. It will be it will be everything that they think they want out of the character, which nobody actually wants, because they're looking at it from a business perspective. We're looking at it from an entertainment perspective. There are ways you can bring valid criticism to that, you know, male power fantasy without making it, uh, I guess. Uh, Saying that it influences the behavior of the people who yeah. view it, you know, yeah. like there are ways to criticize the way James Bond behaves. But in isn't movies. it also just oddly Puritan that we're like, like that it needs that it needs to be criticized at all? I'm not saying that it, that it's above criticism. I'm saying like there was a time in the '90s when nothing was off the table and it seemed like society was going nuts, mm-hmm. uh, trying to be as uh, over the top as possible, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now it feels like everything has to be reintroduced and then redone. I don't think everything was on the table in the nineties. Uh, late nine, uh, ninety nine. Uh, was a renaissance. I do. As far as what stuff. you show on TV and movies, TV yeah, and there movies. was there was very little in the way of like everyone was looking to see who could push the envelope further. But there was there was pushback, the tipper gores and yes. stuff. There there was pushback, but now that was coming from like this elitist group or or ultra religious group is having their problems. But now it's the cult. These days is the people on the internet and the journalists. There's no such opposition, like puritanical opposition, coming from like the religious right. No, you know, anymore. No. Not with any. Real and now teeth it's or been power. replaced with um, the puritanism of you yeah. know the residual effects of Me Too. It's or, cultural Marxist, and they they're the new Westboro Baptist Church on everything. And I also so. think it doesn't Except matter. Except more influential than Westboro Way, more, way more influential ever. because instead of lining up at someone's funeral and protesting, saying whatever you're going to say, they, they, they're all over the comment sections on everything online and whatever. But it also doesn't really matter anymore who directs these types of things because there's so many emasculated men directors. I like, say, yeah, like, they might as well. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, like okay, that, that's another good question. Okay, do I really buy that whoever this... Are they going to hire some Chad, as Dane would say, giga Chad, <laughs> alpha male director? Hell no. no. They're going to hire some art nerd dork who doesn't, who wouldn't actually be able to really understand. Maybe he understands storytelling, but he'll only understand that in a way that a woman would be able to understand too because he's not going to be very right. masculine anyway. All these people are afraid to create and show characters that are pushing against all those little issues that yeah. people are going to push back on in the 
comment sections and stuff. So it's going to be bland no matter what. Woman, male, Hollywood is all just emasculated. We, and we talk about how like a lot of the male action heroes today are uh, obs- uh, uh, oddly sexless. And yeah. they seem completely devoid of sex appeal mm-hmm. uh, other than like, even like, like they're like, oh, look, Chris Hemsworth, his shirt's off. I'm like, yeah, and it's played for laughs. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not done in a way that's supposed to actually make him look uh, like a sex symbol. It's just <laughs> what was just it having... like seeing your Thor ass on the big screen <laughs> on for the, the big first screen. time? On the big screen, like the the Thor ass scene that was guy. literally to make him a laughing stock. That's what I'm saying. Like there is no, there is objectively like Hollywood is. Like, it's weird because then you have Euphoria and weirdly oversexualized stuff, but it's not done. On, it's uh, mechanical and clinical in tone, though. Yeah. And that's for mm. television, I guess, is a little bit different now because HBO has to sell their uh, subscriptions on... It's, like, mandated. Yeah, they so have to, um, that's always been a thing. Bring too, back so. Conan the Barbarian. Let's, yeah, well, even okay. that, that's problematic. <laughs> yeah, I know. He-Man is problematic. Conan Bring is problematic. Back. Alpha males in general are problematic. It'll swing so. back. It um, will. These things always go too far one direction and it will come back in another way and, and upset a I lot of people. I do wonder if it will. I, I don't know. I think it has I to. I don't think so. I do think there's always balance in everything. Um, unless this whole... It's not going to matter. I was going to say unless this whole industry collapses, but there's other industries that are going to take this industry's place and they will give you that and it's hire, going to happen. Hire Andrew Tate to play James Bond. No, no. <laughs> I know he's British, but... Is he? Oh, I didn't know. He's half British, Oh, half let's American. go! Then he can be but just But he James. has, because of that, like, the absolute worst accent I have ever heard. Like, the British <laughs> starts coming, it, like, out, and then you can tell that he's actively suppressing the British. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It's, like, really grating. Like, also, like... <laughs> Please they're, no, They're gonna end up hiring. They're gonna end up hiring, like, a Tom Holland or somebody, like, like it's gonna be just right. a... a, a Tom. Harry Styles. It'd be, like... No! A, yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Uh, James those are all Bond the same person. James Bond in a tutu. Yes, and, and, that, like, that will happen. And he'll, like, and he'll, like back after push that. the bad no. guy like yeah. this. And, yeah, like, it's going to be it's it's going to be hilarious and, and funny. And I'm going to laugh the whole time because it's, like. like it's I the like, only thing you can do if other they, cry. I, I was <laughs> like, I, my, the question was, can, could a woman do it? The, I asked the question, could a woman do it and do it well? Yes, I think they could. Women Maybe. don't want to see that. They do. I oh, think they do. They want to see. Oh wait, which one? What he's saying? The Jamie yeah. Bond? No, no, no. Or no. A women James want, Bond women want to see a, like a man, man. Yeah, they yeah. want to see yeah. that. That's that's the hilarious yeah. thing is every time they try to market these things towards women, they take away the things women actually want to mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. which is a masculine, competent man doing masculine, competent things. Uh, and they're like, well, because the women that are writing these stories, changing these scripts, mm-hmm. uh, come from a certain worldview, they, it's colored into what they're writing, and then the rest of us suffer. Thank God we still have Tom Cruise. At least we still have Tom the li- Cruise. The greatest living actor. The, at least we still have Tom yep. Cruise hanging off planes to, to, to market his movies. That was amazing. Yes. That yeah. tears me up. I'm about to start a Tom Cruise cult. Let's screw go. It. Uh, Let's we could call it Scientology. Yeah, literally Eric Butts, but when you see the next (laughs) Mission Impossible trailer. I did. I made Nancy stop doing it. She was like, Nancy, we're watching this. We've already seen the trailer because it was at the uh, Top Gun thing, but I was like, but he's on a plane this time. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's amazing. I love that guy. It's not that I don't think a woman could do it. Uh, I think that a woman wouldn't. I, I think that. They think it's possible allow it to happen. I don't it's, think possible. it's possible. I think it is. I think your, there's a woman out your there. Your lack of faith in womankind is refreshing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> At least that. <laughs> Go super chats. Tommy B said, "Oh wait, no, I already read that one." Johnny Beck said, "Pair." Oh no, it was just a pair. And thumbs, thumbs up. up. Uh, 
Potatoes for Seamus said, can we have Luke and Seamus on PCC? Does he mean at the same time? That would mm. be. I feel Anyways, like Brett, keep the blonde hair. I, I, That'd I be a mean, fun show. Luke and at, the at the same time, time it yes. would be like. Nobody would get a word in. They, they would start fighting. They yeah. would start physically fighting yeah. in the studio. I, I don't know if that's possible. The people need it. Um, we can have both of them on individually, though. <laughs> Caper2x said, fess up, blonde Brett. You wanted to pair up Mary with Seamus, so she will return the favor and hook you up with the cute Shapiro. Who is the cute Shapiro? Um, Brett Cooper? Brett Cooper. Cooper. Yes, uh, yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking. How did you know? I don't know. I have Irish heritage, so I feel like that would be inbreeding. <laughs> Hobbit said, in Exodus, Moses had a battle of miracles with Pharaoh's magicians. They turned their staves to snakes, but Moses' staff snake ate the magician's snake. See, well, so we could make a cool I don't thing enjoy of that. calling Moses a wizard because. Or was he saying the other people were wizards, the Pharaoh's people? Well, the battle of miracles with magic, right? So uh, they could be wizards. Is not exactly what I would call a wizard duel. Wizard, it's wizard-ish. It's wizard adjacent. Moses I mean, is kind of a wizard. He had like a long robe on. Debatable. I, as debatable. far as I know. Debatable. In my, in my memory, <laughs> Moses was a wizard. Johnny Derp said, replaced redheads. Starfire, Heimdall. Heimdall. Electro, Mary Jane, Cyclone, Alicia Masters, Ariel, Iris and Wally, West, Batwoman, Josie of the Pussycats. And so and many more. more. And so, so many more. Uh, I have a master list picture somewhere. It's just bizarre. Uh, it is. It like, is why do they hate Jim I kind of so love much. the idea that there's just like like a pact of like executives at Hollywood where it's just like they like hire a redhead and every time like it comes down from like the top of the studio, absolutely not. And then they just cut them out. Like you don't get a job. You don't get a job as like the head of an, uh, of a movie studio unless you have like, you have to have like a manifesto against uh, redheads that you have to turn in and then they judge it. And then like, yeah, you could be a little bit more, there could be more vitriol here. And, uh, yeah. This honestly Terrible. shouldn't be studied. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another one. I know I've mentioned this before, but there's a, it's so reminiscent of the real world now, but they're in the very first episode of the show, Boston legal. The case that they take on is where a, a little black girl wants to play Annie in like a production of Annie and like the the mom takes the the production to court that for already not happened. for not but this was in 2004 the show oh wow, uh, wow. and, and in, the, in the episode they get Jesse Jackson to come into the courtroom in protest great what? so it was it, it was like it's really funny like the, she goes she goes it's obscene it's bigotry and it's it's like watching modern day Insanity mm. only in 2004, mm. and it's actually quite fascinating. That that show gets a lot of today right. That's crazy. Mm. Johnny Derp said, women constantly encroaching on men's spaces is one reason I didn't care when the Transformers arrived to beat women in sports. R.I.P. Boys Only Scouts. The Boy Scout, that's, that <laughs> one bothered me. Like, it's like, uh, there should, like, I never saw there any being anything wrong with Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts doing, like, crossover things where, like, Boy Scouts went and learned from a Girl Scout troop and Girl Scouts learned from a Boy Scout troop. Why is it okay for only Girl Scouts to have their own space? But I feel like the Scouts were always uh, kind of cringe. A little hmm. sus. I because think it'd like be great, the, a great community. Your parents for little... should be the ones 
teaching you to do all of these things? Why did some third True. party organization take your kids off your hands to do that? Here's, here's a fun story. Weird. When I was when I was young, uh, my brother was a Weeblos. And a what? <laughs> a, that's a level of scout. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I once wore his outfit, his old Weeblos outfit, to school picture day as like a prank <laughs> to my mom. And oh boy, did I get in trouble. Really? How old were you? I'm very young. Very, That's so uh, funny. But yeah, I was like, I was like, can I wear my, can I wear Ben's old uh, Boy Scout uniform to, to school <laughs> today? She's like, sure. Little did she know it was picture day. Uh, I still have that photo somewhere. It was Perfect. Like, funny. My, my, we should throw that up like on my, Instagram. My mom hated that. Like she made me go back and do the, like I actually wow. had to go retakes. to the retakes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. No, Tyler. I think it could, I think it could be good though. Like I never did Boy Scouts, but I think it could be good to go and be around other kids your age and learn certain things. You know. Yeah. I, I think the Boy Scouts are also sus. It's well, all of it is sus in my opinion. Yeah, but I think there could be good to it. Yeah, Tyler Hogue said, "Fun fact: I was born at Hogue Hospital." Wow, Kinda cool. That's pretty cool. Maybe you just like dox yourself. Family is a <laughs> family is like a like a benefactor for the hospital. That'd be cool. <laughs> Bobcat said a woman could do it, but you'd have to ditch the modern Hollywood cast and hire a woman that's actually experienced real life. Yeah, she'd have to be super based. Well, <laughs> that's literally impossible. In so uh, I bet you you could find some like really interesting indie directors who are like actually indie, meaning that they're they're not just lame, mm -hmm. but they're like they're actually like creating stuff that Hollywood doesn't want, which is the cool stuff. Like I bet you that exists. I think so. Tyler Hoke. Okay, I'm I'm hesitant to read this one because it's like gonna be out of context. Total. But he said, "Bro, Brett Cooper is political mommy." <laughs> I thought she was supposed to be like non-political. Uh, I haven't I, no, seen no. enough she, of the show. To know. She does. She covers like I don't know. she covers like po cultural politics more than we do. I guess. Yeah. Johnny Derp said, "Moses, first person to break all the commandments." Is that true? Uh, no. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to enter Maybe. the promised land in the end. Yeah. He died outside, right? That's true. Who, who, uh, who was the first person to break all the commandments? Me? Like people who died in the flood, okay. probably. <laughs> Hobbit said, magic is evil as it is an attempt to use power not from God. Moses was commanded to do miracles, and by faith he showed the power of God over then any magic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, you're not a wizard if your miracles are only done through God, not yourself. You know. There's a good there's, distinction. There's a relief. One of some of the funniest things you'd ever experience are like in the show Bones when like she would make these ridiculous like uh, comments about religion because she's an atheist in the show, and the guy she's with, the main character, is is very much a a, a Catholic, and she goes. She calls like Jesus a zombie or something. He goes, Jesus is not a zombie. <laughs> She's like, well, he rose from the dead, didn't he? And like, it's she makes like these hilarious like it makes sense yeah. because it's it's obscene. Yep. But it's like then you have to hear him like, oh my, like <laughs> it's very funny to watch him be put upon because like they they jab at his religion, but he ends up being the one who's right almost all the time. Like it shows like how secular people can also have ridiculous views yes. about religion. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Tacti Platy said, "Brett, thoughts on Ten Commandments film with Heston?" Never got through it. And I haven't seen uh, Citizen, uh, the uh, the movie. 
uh, it's called Ten Commandments uh, with Charlton mm-hmm. Heston, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't think I ever saw it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think they tried to have us watch it in film school, and mm-hmm. I like didn't finish. My it. favorite rendition of the Ten Commandments is from I didn't get Mel Brooks. Oh yeah, A History of the World Part I, One. I didn't get through Citizen Kane either. Oh man, that's I love that one. I've, well, that's a good. I'm one. I I'm firmly in the category of making fun of art nerds plenty enough that I can like. I'll, so you oh, don't know what rosebud is? Oh uh, yes, I do know what rosebud <laughs> is, but I still I'm going to make fun of nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Derp said, "Of course, Mary would object to the scouts. They do good deeds <laughs> for others for no compensation. It's shopping cart emoji. It's called <laughs> fraternity, lady." Mm. How do you feel about that? Well, let me tell you a little story. I no. <laughs> one time I uh, went to a pro-life pregnancy center and I said I would love to work here, and they said, "Great, it's all on a volunteer basis." And I was like, "F this, I'm walking out. I need compensation." Really? Yep, that's a real story. I can't tell that's a real story. <laughs> no, she's full of it. <laughs> Hobbit <laughs> said, like, I, Eric we're moving on. We're like, moving I would on. love to help other people, but you know, I need I to get help paid. me that's first. That's going to be great for out of context, Mary. <laughs> Hobbit said, magic can be used in stories in a way that shows its power comes from the right place. C.S. Lewis and Tolkien's work have a lot of good magic. Okay. I agree. Okay. I agree. But I don't know if Harry Potter fits in that category. Um, I mean, they, they, that a big theme of that is like magic can be done by all, but it's like the how uh, the person who wields it matters, like the the, the intentions I mean, that's, of the person who wields it. Yeah, that's true in yeah. Lewis and Tolkien too. Johnny Derp said Moses broke the tablets with all the commandments. Did you do that? What about it? See, I always forget if that's actually from Mel Brooks dropping the commandments in History of the World Part One, or if that did happen in the Old Testament. What happened in the Old Testament is he struck a rock with his staff. Um, it, it was like a sign of disobedience to God. And uh, it, it's like, I'm not saying that Moses is like uh, some kind of like perfect figure in the Bible. I love how no, my favorite didn't, about these like, sessions. I'm, it's how what? little I know about what the hell you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's like when you talk about <laughs> what Fast the heck and Furious. you guys are talking about. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I'm saying is like I'm not saying that Moses never broke commandments. Right. I just love that whole story is hilarious to me because he's up there talking to God, doing all this stuff, and he comes down and they're all just partying with the golden calf. It's just such a funny image to me. Then he's like, isn't that right? Feel he's like supposed we, to be the exasperated. God's like, oh my goodness. I feel like we should I'm start destroy a, these a band called the Golden Calf. <laughs> Probably exists. There's a band called No, the, I'm saying that should we be? should start one or a restaurant named the Golden Calf. We should. You in? Um, okay, sure. Let's what kind go. of food is it? Uh, well, it's going to be those like. Burgers. Yeah, those burgers oh, that yeah, they cover perfect. in gold foil oh, for Instagram. Yeah. Let's go. But yes. actually taste disgusting. Perfect. Let's go. Can't wait. Um, Bad App said, I want <laughs> Brett's rosebud. <laughs> I can't believe she read that. You are in a, you are in a mood today. Let's in go. a mood? The <laughs> other one I didn't see is like that bad. We'll revisit that one later. Yes. Walker Texas Danger said, Moses 100% smashed the tablets. I know. All right. The question is like, uh, did it, is it a tablet that looks like the tablets we have now? I can't, are they arguing about whether he broke the commandments or broke the commandments? Like literally broke the stone. Perhaps is what they're talking about. Yeah, but like, are they arguing about that in the chat? Because I'm, I'm not like keeping up. Right. 
literally or figuratively <laughs> i need to stop watching youtube said old testament god is demiurge read the dead sea scrolls i love you know i was recently part? listening to a podcast uh about um well it's about a lot of things they mentioned the demiurge and that's definitely not what god is in the old testament you know what I love about the chat and like everybody who participates in the shows, how smart everyone is. Like yeah. I, I feel dumb compared to like everyone who. <laughs> they're well, they're not necessarily <laughs> smarter than you, Brett. They I, just know things sometimes that you don't. I thought, and you know a know. lot of things they don't. I thought yeah. you're supposed to know everything. You, just, you are. You should. You should you work on that. He really should work to on that, that. Brett. <laughs> Johnny Derp said Exodus 32. He smashed them. Right. Boom. Yeah. I Word. well, what I'm asking is, are you guys like arguing about? the interpretation of it like whether it's literal or figurative or both yeah i always forget it mel brooks really destroyed I, my concept I, of history uh hobbit said during the golden calf incident he broke the tablets literally then had to go up back up the That's mountain right. and get new tablets after the people were judged it's a play on the word broke jokes go whoosh Story of my life, my friends. Jokes always go boosh. Ooh, the I thought that you guys were arguing that like, or some of you were arguing about it being metaphorical. Right. The 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 um they like the um soup, the uh, crisis meter got like broken because it's it did? like it's like two nine it's like it's like right there at like the next amount so it's like I don't know. Someone if get Christopher Poole yeah, up in well, here. Yeah, it needs to. Oh, that might that might fix it. That might fix it right there. Uh, you got one more from Bad App. Do you want to read that one? Oh, I don't see it yet right there at the bottom oh i'm not reading it figured it was worth a shot all right guys <laughs> it was worth a shot it was worth a shot guys we're moving on to podluck we are going to move right. on to podluck believe it or not this and is a fun podluck that, today yeah oh it's it is it is good uh <laughs> megan the stallion do you know she thinks know that the conservatives secretly love wop they can you explain wop to me i'm not sure uh what well that you is. see wet um, bleep <laughs> it's uh well yes give uh, me a think piece on what well maybe we should right recap now. with the ben shapiro oh god it all goes back it all goes back to um uh yeah well ben shapiro's wife is a doctor so yes. she would know there more are. about do you know that yep. buckets mops and, oh boy. Um, and it's, it's about uh, the pl uh female pleasure Shane. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Can you pull up a, a that diagram? That needs to go in the Brett out of context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yes. Uh, As the sirens are going yes. off. Yes. Everyone's like, what the hell is that podcast about? <laughs> so Megan Thee Stallion feels a lot of conservatives have discreetly loved 2020's WAP. The, the the Houston native appeared on the second episode of Hillary and Chelsea Clinton's new Apple. Okay, I'm stopping right there. Sony keeps uh, Sony uh, asked us like, "Are you guys going to review Gutsy?" I said, "I would rather poke out my own eyeballs with a big Thank pen than review a anything with Chelsea and Hillary Clinton." I would like to review honestly that with for the you. show. I might have done it. I I think that should happen. No, I, I would rather literally be forced to walk across a plank of Legos in bare feet. Then. Didn't you say something similar about Rings of Power? I bet you did. Fair he's, point. He's pushing back. I think that means he wants to do it, just like the blonde hair. No. I think you guys should review this. It's always reverse psychology mm -hmm. with Brad. We are not reviewing anything Don't with watch Hillary Clinton's propaganda. Don't I do just, it. I don't understand why they have such a fixation on, like, black female rappers they love it yeah well bill clinton loves like Watt. the she hulk attorney at law thing paired with oh, it was so her appearance on gutsy 
is just very sus to me. My favorite part about that was uh, was somebody pointed out there like how like literally the episode before there she's talking about how she's like you shouldn't objectify women and then they literally objectify themselves. They zoom in on a CGI ass twerking in it the proves show. You, it no. One episode later. No. Yes, it tells you that there's no logic behind the virtue signaling. That it, the virtue signal only extends Wait. as far as the actual talking point they're making right then. Yeah. Shane, they never. <laughs> did you not see that? See what? The, the twerking? Clip. No, I don't think so. I would have remembered that. Shane, Unless I Shane doesn't it own a TV. I don't own a TV. Great, I have. I have a phone. I didn't watch you have it. a phone, and it was phone. on Twitter. I don't. I but didn't see honestly, that. good for you. I'm glad I didn't see that. Um, yeah, it's it's a thing. A, a, CGI Hulk butt twerking. Yes. yes. With, me, with, uh, is it Megan Thee Stallion or Cardi B? Megan Thee Stallion. Stallion. Yeah. Oh, so, WAP was playing. I don't So think they WAP got the playing. rights to WAP. No, and no Hillary Meg, Clinton, it wasn't. It was wasn't Hillary Clinton Meg on this Stallion as well? was actually in it. Okay. Uh, and the, my favorite part was people like, like asking questions like, who, what comic book character is Megan Thee Stallion? And they're like, it's not a comic book character. It's an actual person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it says, uh, Megan respond. Oh, yeah. It says, uh, as the women painted portraits, Hillary and Hillary Clinton doesn't like to paint. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same Hillary thing. Hillary Clinton doesn't have hobbies. They're no. doing the same thing they did with George Bush I like to like it. make him start painting to endear himself yeah. to these audiences. They and show her like refilling her hot sauce mm-hmm. thing to yeah. put back in her purse. Yeah. Oh. She's uh, the one who painted that thing with Bill Clinton in the dress, I think. Right? Oh my God. That would be amazing <laughs> if she was the one who painted oh, that. Yeah. yeah. So it says, uh, oh, they call it, so it says uh, how she learned about her and Cardi B's so- hit song. The 27 year old rapper explained to the mother daughter duo that she was excited to hop on the track and sent her verse back to Cardi B the next day. As the conversation continued, Chelsea asked Megan, were you surprised by the conservative backlash? And Megan responded assertively and explained how she felt uh, some conservative politicians secretly liked the liberating track. Maybe Ted Cruz. I hope that she (laughs) personally watched Ben Shapiro reading out the censored lyrics. I guarantee she did. That was comedy gold. I, I would, Regardless I, of where you stand on so, it. So, okay, then I have to ask. If there was a conservative politician... Here, I'll get to the commentary. This isn't a political show, but... Uh, <laughs> if there was a conservative politician who you think secretly had WAP on a playlist, who would it be? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham? Yeah. Um, ugh, wow. I mean, I don't know enough conservative politicians. Maybe, like... Mitch McConnell. He's just like Lindsey Graham. That's the same type. Same type. Because they're like, they're basically like Nancy Pelosi. I'm going to go with Ted Cruz because he got caught like in like born. That was his intern. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's a likely likely story. Mm -hmm. It's a likely story. If I I was Ted Cruz looking at uh, porn on Twitter, I would probably say that too. Would you smash Mm -hmm. like? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I would gently tap the like button as we say here, not smash the like button. (laughs) Uh, We do not smash the like button here. We are much more polite and gentle than that uh, on pop culture crisis. They dissect my lyrics. They dissect my life. Megan added, well, let me give y'all something y'all might want to see. So I'm like, boom, here you go. I think they secretly like it. I think the, I think they let, they're like the majority of the viewers. I wouldn't go that far, but I do think there's probably like one or two, uh, maybe would that be closeted to like not conservative conservatives that uh, secretly like listening to WAP? Definitely some turning point influencers <laughs> out there. I, I do believe there is a little bit of doth percent protest too much amongst like a lot of the like where I'm like oh god I, I don't I'm not saying that I like the world the, as it, we're inhabiting it now with pop culture but there is a lot of like 
pushback that feels forced in its like puritanism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have a funny memory of this song where I had a friend's wedding I went to and it was pushed back past COVID and stuff. So we're, I'm sitting on a party bus with the whole wedding party and there's a bunch of little kids like the ring bear and the flower girl and they're blasting this song, not censored. Yikes. And I'm just sitting there like, how is it? These little kids just, I want to sing it right now so bad, but I won't. And I'm like, how is this okay? The kids no one, were singing it? Everyone was singing it. What? I was, and, and it was like the my world we live in. And guys. these were the people who were like all very afraid of going back out into the world after every, the past few years. I'm like, but this is how they re-enter earth with WAP. It was hilarious. But I think the song actually has a good beat. But uh, I mean, I don't I don't go out and like seek it. I don't think the backlash to it is puritanical simply because WAP does not have the same uh, quality of sex appeal that maybe like 2000s music videos had. Like Dirty by Christina Aguilera is not WAP. No, it's not. It's objectively better. It's more tasteful and it's more artistic. It's more artistic, long lasting. Um, and is that a generational divide? Maybe, maybe the people of this generation will see. She's it way, way younger than us. Yeah, but she loves the early 2000s. But still, that's she's how I many think generations? A lot of people my before? age. I hope. Love I hope the early so. 2000s. There's. A, I, hope I mean, there is something you said. I've mentioned this before that, that I heard. Like I was literally watching like a, a Instagram dance video the other day, and the girl who was performing it played to that song. The girl was like 21 or 22, and she uh, obviously like took her outfit directly from the music video, mm -hmm. clearly inspired by it. So that song has way more cultural significance. But yeah. her and Britney Spears have way more cultural significance long term. I'm just tired of people acting like music videos or songs with sexual themes are a new thing mm -hmm. I know, and right? they're pushing boundaries because they're definitely not like that has been in the culture for decades at this point yeah. Elvis not is, pushing boundaries Elvis is shaking hips were too much yeah. for people it's She's, always the case she also has to make it out to be um, you know uh, in strong independent women don't need no man uh, it says I yes. just had I had to just learn that what the, that that's what comes with being a powerful woman Megan concluded with a stern warning. It falls warning. so flat. I know. It's like, it's like, at this point now. Like, it's a song. No it, one thought it was that deep. No, it, it, that's, if you had a catchphrase, that's what it would be. It's not deep. It's not that deep. So, uh, again, I don't know what I would rather watch less, WAP or Hillary Clinton painting, but I'd probably watch WAP before I would watch Hillary Clinton. What painting. about Hillary Clinton painting with the soundtrack of WAP playing in the background? As long as Hillary Clinton is not WAPing. Fine, I guess. That's a verb now? It oh. is now. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to make it a verb. Uh, uh, we're going to talk uh, Jimmy Kimmel bent the knee. Uh, or the better conclusion is actually more that this was planned all along. Right? Was it? No, I, I, I think just the language of it makes it seem like this was totally planned. But it says, Jimmy Kimmel apologizes for stealing Quinta Brunson's Emmy moment as she, cra uh, as she crashes his monologue. So, of course, he had to repent. For for the all for the evil behavior of just making a bad joke in our society I mean, today. Yeah, I. Do you want to explain to people what happened in case they weren't watching on that episode? Sure. So, Quinta Brunson was accepting an Emmy uh, for her writing on Abbott Elementary at the Emmys, and Jimmy Kimmel was trying to do some stunt or joke where he was pretending to be intoxicated he was laying on the floor and he made the mistake of forgetting the funny yeah 
Uh, basically, it wasn't he, funny. He, he laid on no the floor enjoy. for a, a period of time that was socially unacceptable, and the joke did not land. Typical Kimmel. Well, yes. yeah, like so. So no. now he's being held to account for that because he stole the spotlight from a black woman. Yes, and that's all that matters. And he's like, "I'm sorry, spank me, mommy." <laughs> there was also a really nice. there was also a really funny story today where they the the media tried to turn uh, Zendaya's mom not being allowed to. Uh, come to the stage or whatever to come in at the she had to name drop her daughter and say like i'm zendaya's mom to get in and basically the idea was that they tried to make it out like the security guards were being racist because they couldn't imagine that uh her mom that a black woman would uh would be part of that thing but really it's her mom is literally white (laughs) but they make they work very hard they work overtime they're like whatever do you do do not include a picture of her and whatever no you do, way. don't mention that fact in this article because we are race baiting scum. Now, I didn't see that, but you did. Says the media. I always, wow. I, when I looked at the articles about it, I saw pictures of her, but the I'm one sure I read, some other people my. would spin it that yeah. way. The, me- the media is the media's like, we're, uh, we're awful, and we're going to turn this into something that it's not. Even AV Club comments were like, this is bull. And AV Club is like the worst. The, the worst. So if AV Club doesn't even want to fall for your for your garbage, then you're uh, you're falling. So. Jimmy Kimmel should feel safe about his job because if he got away with blackface all those times, like how he still has a job. Yeah. Meanwhile, other people got taken out of jobs for lesser offenses. Oh yeah. You'd think that was pretty bad, but in their eyes, you know, in the the in the culture they've built up. But this, like, I, I want to see. I wonder what the video looks like. Is he right there on stage, like beneath her? Yeah, he's right Couldn't underneath. Couldn't they just her. pan up? No, well, they they did in the thing, but then like for the for the wide shot, you can see. Oh, him. how dare he! I know it's uh, like imagine a world where like literally you have to be terrified all the time that just even just a bad joke. I mean, mm-hmm. I I can't exactly feel bad for him because he's Jimmy Kimmel. Oh yeah, no, I feel nothing for and this guy. And being a late night host and not being even slightly funny is it's a not crime his that job. You should apologize. No, because for. It, to be fair. They, 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 you know for a fact they're like, we don't need you to be funny. We need you to be on message. To read these talking points. Yes. Mm. Your job is. is not to make people laugh. Yeah. Your job is to make people clap. I don't know who's worse, right. him or Colbert, honestly. Uh, both. Yeah. Uh, they're, but they're both pretty bad. Oddly enough, Adam Carolla, awesome. It's Love. so weird how they st- yeah. where they've started and how yeah. they've branched Adam, off from each Adam other. Adam Carolla is still great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, it's one of the few podcasts that I watch on. Most of the podcasts that I listen to, I, I listen, but I actually watch his on YouTube. So. Yeah. No, I think great. good things that can come out of uh, the streaming phenomenon is like the death of award shows, mm. the death of late night television, and the death of even daytime television. Oh, I'd say daytime, I just want it to be over already. Daytime yeah. television is even worse. I think it is over. Just kill it like, so it doesn't have like to suffer anymore. That little show that just started uh, downstairs, IRL, that yeah, does, you know that one I'm talking about? That yeah. does, I think, a lot of times better than a lot of those shows that are on TV. Yeah. Um, even in like the live, they're getting better yeah. ratings. So The late night hosts already rely on YouTube yeah. for their success yep. anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they get all the algorithmic bumps from being, oh, yeah. from being approved content 
uh, from YouTube from being uh, platformed content yeah. that they really like. So it's uh, it's embarrassing, but well, you know, I loved. I, I, there's a lot of old Letterman that I loved. Oh, I love I, old like, Letterman. I, I still remember this one when um, when all the Ford uh, when all the Broncos were catching on fire. Like one of the when the no it was Explorers were catching on fire. That was like a thing they did a top ten list and like number five was like forget Chevy, we've got the real Blazer. <laughs> and I just thought that was extremely like morbid and awesome. He was dark. Yeah. He. I really liked Letterman. I loved Conan. Film he was like he had one been of my around favorites. for Teslas. The top, oh. ten, the top ten lists were, were great. Ob- objectively, great Letterman. Television. I love Letterman because he always had Andy Kaufman on. Yeah, and he uh. would let Andy Kaufman do whatever he wanted. Yeah. and he's one of my favorites. But I loved early Conan too when he was actually on network TV. Oh, I liked him on TBS too. Uh, he uh, he had a unique. He was kind of like a, I I liked his delivery the way I like Norm Macdonald's delivery. Oh yeah, both SNL alums. Yes, I love uh, Craig uh, Kilborn and Fishburne or Fish. I forget the guy, the British guy. Uh, Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah. He had a great Kilborn show. Fishburne. Oh well, Kilborn <laughs> did have the show before yeah. Ferguson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the late night shows how they are as they are now, like Kimmel. It's just propaganda wearing a suit coming out with a monologue with pre-approved talking points i think there's a there's a daily wire commercial that i always get on instagram that had jay leno in it for like a stand-up special Mm -hmm. where like yeah so you know he gets hated on a lot and i also was one of those people but he i don't think he's as bad as they make him out and as someone who loves conan and the whole drama with conan and and jay Mm -hmm. i think jay's actually not that bad yeah that's my hot take for the day but also like everything's so bad now that everything from like 20 years ago you're like you're needlessly like uh like nostalgic for something like back in the day you were like eh, whatever now you're like oh it was so good they weren't afraid to talk crap on everybody yeah both sides didn't matter you expected that from them that's what they did but now it's so slanted in one direction like when kimmel had bush on showing his paintings i was barfing that was disgusting wait wait, was he nice oh they were all nice and i'm like this guy it's this warmonger Please. It's, it's not that they're both that they're one sided. It's that it's a one party now. So it's it, always it, been. Yeah, it's always but been. Yeah. So um, it's I, him I, accept, being accepted back into it. I think it's time to to end Western civilization mm. with today's. Speaking of warmongers, are you ready? Yeah, you almost said the end of of American civilization. I was like, no, Western no, no, this is going to be global. No, this is Western civilization. So. <laughs> Uh, in the vein of like uh, how you know that a culture is decaying, right? It's like what is a sign that your institutions no longer matter, that awards mean nothing like getting an award here? Uh, I think mm. this is probably worse. Do you want to read this one for us, Mary? Sure. Uh, we learned today that Bad Baby has been invited to speak at Os- Oxford Union, which is their debating society. Uh, why? So, why? I'll tell you why. I love the idea that she is going there to teach them that during debates, you need to clap when you say each word. <laughs> and then they're going to be much more skilled at debating. Will Dr. Phil she be there? She has a lot to offer. Will Dr. Phil be there? I hope so. That would be amazing. I love... I kind of blame Dr. Phil, by the way, for Danielle Bregoli's whole career <laughs> becoming ascent. a thing. <laughs> they better not comp her flight because she made like a gazillion dollars on OnlyFans. Uh, well, 50 million to yeah. be exact. Oh, I don't she know if that's OnlyFans? verified. How old is this girl? That's just what she claimed. When she, she made it when she was um, 18. But I love the people that they, they list the number of people that she is now uh, in good company with, which are Reagan, Nixon, Carter... Clinton, Queen Elizabeth II, the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, Malcolm X, Albert Einstein, Sir Elton John, 
Okay, Shakira and Billy Joel, you're you're kind of falling off the deep end there too. Right, it's right. a it's a slow progression downward. It's a that's a why little, you gotta catch it. A little catch bit it at, in the middle before it gets to this point. A little bit at first and then all at once. And this this is, is proof that the slippery slope <laughs> is real, folks. It is you know, not I'm a gonna fallacy. I'm gonna say that this might not be so bad because I actually love these debates and I used to watch them all the time, even the new ones. And I used when I was a professor at these terrible colleges, I would make my students watch. Uh, the, they had a debate where it was Shakespeare, who's better or who's more culturally in, uh, influential, uh, Shakespeare or Kanye. And it would watch both sides debate it. It was really well done. Like you think it sounds silly, but they really do a good job in the way they present it. I feel like she could do well. I don't know. I don't really know much about this girl. I've heard the whole catch me outside thing, but maybe it's going to be good. Maybe she's going to really surprise you guys. Maybe if, she's the next Malcolm X. Okay. If this was like a business. It would be so funny if this speaking event actually was her like unveiling that she has been intelligent and learned time. this whole yes. time well that just proves you that it's all fake even more yes but right. the, the idea here i think is like if she was going to speak to like a business school right about like you know maybe we don't approve of the business model but she's successful in business now that makes sense what the hell does only fans have to do with debating do we know what the subject matter is that they're debating exactly? Uh, the, I mean, I don't even think that she is. That she's giving a doing speech. A debate. She's, she's, a giving, debate. A she's speech. giving a speech. She's just giving a speech. Okay, because they usually have a famous person come to debate, and I think there is a speech. Also, it says that she that she teamed up with Edu Capital Foundation to create a one point seven million dollars scholarship to help one thousand students enroll in technical and trade schools. I support that. Mm. Yeah, mm. trade schools are important. More trade school, at least it's not uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion in trade schools. So her and Cardi B, because Cardi B is now donating a hundred thousand to uh, what was it? Some kind of her high, her her old high school or middle school? It was like her old. It school. Wasn't a charity. I, no, it was her. It was, it was her, her old, old school. It was her old school. I like the idea. That like I just find it interesting. She's like, this isn't from my money. This is the money I stole from those guys that I robbed. Yeah. yeah, drugged and robbed. I mean, why why are <laughs> prostitutes and strippers now considered the public intellectuals of today? Because Western society is, is hey, yeah, <sighs> no, but they they're the oldest uh, job, oldest profession. Oh, they're, no, they're no, no, economy no, no. proof. Midwives, the oldest profession. Oh, nice. Don't cut. Nice. Fact check. You Take that, you incel. <laughs> Take that, you incel. <laughs> Uh, I almost threw it oh. at you. I didn't want to give you a paper cut. That that would um, be bad. Yeah, I want to be so, a good guest. So yes, what uh, what what scares you more, Hillary Clinton uh, talking to the singer of WAP or uh, Bad Baby? Neither of them scare me. They just depress make you. me okay, despondent. Maybe which one's more of a symbol of the collapse of civilization? Yes, both. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Yes. Yeah, Hillary Clinton. I think I, I don't know if it's going to. No, be a I think Hillary Clinton is is a sign of the establishment and their ability to hold up under uh, no matter how bad things get. I think Bad Baby is like we've given up. What the hell? Let Bad Baby speed out. Speak no, out. Let's, ah, let's let the cares? blue collar. Let's let the blue collar talk. You know. Look at she climbed the, the ladder of success. That is not this blue is a victory collar. Victory for the middle class. That is not. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at this. If you're naked, you don't have a collar on. It can't be blue collar. No. No. She was blue collar. Now she's not. Now she she's can, no collar. She can teach a course at Oxford about OnlyFans. That, right. Don't joke about that. Will end up being a thing. I guarantee. I you. wonder if I she know, is well. going to debate. If it's not just a speech, like what they are going to debate, and maybe it's like what are the effects? I hope it's on YouTube. Of, it will. Be, it says it will be because yep. all those speeches are on YouTube or, or end the debates. They're really good. I love maybe watching we'll these kids do up. it. We'll follow yeah, it's gonna up. Yeah, going to be in when, when she's done it. I hope I'm on because I, I think she's going to surprise everyone. Well, we can save that yeah. one for you, my friend. Yeah, she's going to surprise you all. You. 
Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do super chats. All right. I, like how I've been I've been channeling Tim with my super chats because that's how he says super. He says super chats. Super he does. Chats. That's funny. Action man said the cute Shapiro is Abigail. I, I I've heard uh, is that his sister? That's ben his sister. Shapiro? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I heard somebody say that they thought that uh, Abigail Shapiro was better looking than Brett Cooper. Yeah. I mean, one of them is actually related. I, to I ben did not. Shapiro. I did not get the Daily Wire calendar yet, so I, I don't I'm, know. Uh, I only how to have judge. mine is just Michael Knowles on twelve separate. Look, months. I've seen uh, like fan cams of Ben Shapiro, like girls simping for Ben Shapiro. Really? Good for amazing. Ben. I should show you later. Good It'll, for Ben. Uh, He's just playing violin shirtless I mean, I somewhere. Like they that. make him like flex his his biceps on stream. <sighs> I kind of like the idea that Ben Shapiro, like he does walk Sex into uh, into convention, like he goes to CPAC with sunglasses on and like struts in the way like <laughs> the way that uh, James O'Keefe does his music videos. Yeah. That's my favorite. You know, it's, it's the fact that James O'Keefe clearly wanted to be like a, a musician yeah. or a performer. He just had to settle he's for not safe. half bad. Those Daily Wire s- guys, when I saw them in person, I was shocked. Like they have a glow. Like they've got the wow. whole like Knowles has the hair. He was like a oh, Ken yeah. doll. Like the I was Daily like, Wire glow. Jeez, I was like, these guys, what is up? Well, Knowles, <laughs> Knowles looks like uh, he's like when they asked him, they're like, I don't remember what the question was. He's like, I pretty much came out of the womb thirty-two with a cigar. Yeah, no, I felt like a piece of crap being around him. I'm like, I've just rolled out of bed with this denim shirt. My hair's a mess. They're all, they're all. Like, We're <laughs> scrappy. Okay. These guys are beautiful. We're scrappy go getters. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're it's a different we're a different animal altogether. Oh yeah, different. trust me. I know. I can, I see the mirror. I get it. Bobby said, "I'm still catching up, but did Mary just say rosebud?" Mary did say rosebud. <laughs> well, I just said it again cuz you said it in your chat. Yeah. DC said, "Curious, why is this segment called potluck?" Well, it's actually it's called pod- with a with D, a D podluck, and it's because we mix a bunch of stuff yes. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it was, a concoction. It's a jambalaya. Topics. It's, yes, it's very much it's it's its own amalgamation mm-hmm. of many different <laughs> topics that I like to. I came up with it in the early days of this. Yeah. It's I, actually very clever. I didn't That's expect great. it. To, I, I came up with that in Crisis Actors right around the same time, and, yep. and, and I never expected that. And it's I, stuck. I never uh, said Crisis Actors more than once or twice, but Mary made it. I her, I really held on to that. Yes, yeah, it's a good one. But uh, pod luck was one where it's just like there has to be an explanation as to why there's like originally we were going to be putting those up as segments on YouTube and mm-hmm. there needed to be an explanation as to why the hell you just talked about three random things that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Um, well, some without, things are worthy of like more discussion and mm-hmm. some are not. A big part of our day is figuring out like, is this a full discussion or is this like we fly by night and uh, just covered in pod luck? Yeah. Like we could talk about uh, WAP for 10 minutes, I guess, but I'd rather just it laugh at it. It would make me it. depressed. I would rather <laughs> laugh at it. So we have more fun in pod luck. Nathan Koss said Dan Crenshaw <laughs> secretly loves WAP. It's how he actually lost that eye. He should get WAP Ooh, on his eye patch. That's... Fire hose. Wow. <laughs> Ruthless. Rascal King said BSA created a co ed branch called Venture Crew. There's your crossover without rewriting what the BSA Boy Scouts Alliance? Boy Scouts of America. Of America has mm-hmm. been and represented for generations. There you go. That's what it should have been. There was no reason to start. Uh, like, they, they do the same thing. I, I was watching a thing the other day about, like, um, like men, like men's clubs, like mm-hmm. men's only clubs, used to be a very popular thing. Uh, now, not so much. Still are. No, I think they are. Uh, Masons, but there's, but there's odd fellows. Uh, societally, they're looked down upon yeah. now. I'm sure. Yeah, they they're big though. 
down in Georgia, where I, like where I was doing the book, Knights of Columbus, really big. All those, all the cemeteries have like the Mason symbols in there. Yeah, but are those still? Are those organizations still? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, still. Like, I know the rich ones still are. Yeah. the ones for like oh, uh, they're big. I the think wealthy people, but I don't know. Like, yeah, culturally, I don't think people know about it. But I think they're people. They're still young men who really want to be a part of it. Especially, I think, as the economy is not doing so well, it gives them a place to go to be. See, yeah. Mary, imagine that we, me and Shane built like a tree fort and we put a big no girls allowed sign out <laughs> right. front and you came up and you're like, hey, it's, man, woman it's not hating. that I think Boy Scouts is bad. I just think that they were created because a need uh, was there and it shouldn't have been there in the first place. The Boy Scouts were, lo- were probably around way before like the when, divorce rate. When you think parenting and, was still good. Well, it's, not, yeah. it's not just parenting. But also, not all it's dads. It's also just the industrial revolution. Yeah, so not all like, dads mm-hmm. are necessarily going to be good with uh, you know building yeah. race. What is it? The, the, I don't the know. car? I th- the race cars? What? They, I don't know. The, the do they like <laughs> have robots? No, they do not have robots. Oh, they should. That'd be cool. They should. Robotics club was a big thing at my high school. Mm. Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking nerds. But we didn't have a football team, so that wow. says a lot. That's, that's hilarious. Did everyone go to the robot things like it were a football game? No, I wish they did. Yeah, like that'd be amazing. They have, like, I think it was rallies. like only relevant to the <sighs> 15 or so that'd people. That'd be amazing. Bonfires club. before the robot fight. One of my favorites is like uh, in the Honest trailer for like uh, for the Pitch Perfect films. They, it's like the only movie that could possibly make you believe that like acapella groups were actually cool in college like socially like, adjusted like, people yeah. like actual yeah. <laughs> people like like had like acapella battles outside of their their classes like sorry no you're just a bunch of dorks and that's okay but you're not you're not the football team that is mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. I wonder if they get varsity jackets oh they should oh yeah you're a team you're yeah. on a team like you're, like the math mathematics yeah. club and mean girls that's that's a big thing in, uh, on NCIS on one of the NCIS's like he makes fun of Sam for being a mathlete and he goes, I wasn't a mathlete. I was a junior math Olympian. It's different. We didn't wear the jackets. <laughs> did, any, did any of you guys do sports or like a club in high school? I played hockey. I hockey. was in okay. debate. Okay, nice, nice. Yep. I played hockey and I baseball. Like I quit baseball before. Yeah, that's cool. DC said, I demand the Podluck segment be introduced in the style of Wayne's World of a Wayne's World intro, complete with catchy guitar riffs and on-screen graphics. Wayne's World. Podluck. It's Podluck. Podluck time. Podluck. Excellent. Did you have a song? Was that the song? Like you had yep. something at one point. That was. Oh no, we were gonna have a song made for it. By the way, uh, I, I asked my dad if he could find my shirt, my, my Wayne's World shirt that I have. The one that says I don't. It says uh, I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns. That would necessitate an entire rack. What am I going to do with a gun rack? Do you um, have a, a Wayne's World hat? No, because all of them were like Halloween versions that are very cheaply made. Mm-hmm. They're like clearly made to be a Halloween costume. I have one, but you don't wear baseball caps. You wear uh, the flat caps. I don't wear the, trucker um, hats. Snapbacks. So, uh, is it a fitted? Um, I wear fitted hats. Does it have the I'm holes sure. in the back? I like, if it's a I trucker hat, like the one that he used in the in the second movie. Uh, guys, if you have not watched Wayne's World, please go see. Wayne, go watch Wayne's World. It is a absolute masterpiece. Are you more Wayne's World or Bill and Ted? Wayne's World. Wow. 110%. I'm way more Bill and Ted. Yeah. I only I, saw Wayne's World. Oh, wow. I, I might actually go watch it when we're... Like, right like, now. Like, right like, like when we're done. Like, I just go <laughs> Wait, which one of us would be Wayne and which one would be Garth? Technically, I got compared to Garth growing up, so I think Especially that with the, the blonde gla- hair now. And the glasses. I think... Uh, so. Yes, you should do long hair and blonde. You're like, amazing, dude. <laughs> Thanks. 
I like to play. Ding. <laughs> uh, everyone, go watch Wayne's World. Waffle Sensei said, Shane, what is good in life? Everything. Good question. Everything Wayne's is World good. is good in life. And Bill and Ted. And Bill, Bill and Ted, Ted more so. Uh, <laughs> everything is good. I, today I was thinking on the drive here, like how happy I am to come do this with you guys. Aww. Seriously. And then I saw some cows Aww. grazing. You know why he says that? Shucks. Because he knows he's going to miss a couple of weeks because he's always missing. Yeah, after the show, I'm like, okay, so guys, I can't Man. do next Thursday, next Thursday after that or that. No, no, I'm being serious. I, I'm just so grateful to do that. And I saw like this. The sky was blue. The cows were grazing. I was at Home Depot. I saw skeletons for sale. I was just so happy. Everything is good. There was a, I saw a great video about how you shouldn't send your kids to preschool. You should just send them to Home Depot. <laughs> I'll send it to you later. It's incredible. It's, it's like, My problem going to Home Depot is like the people who work there never know anything. Well, the, it's enormous. How could you expect them to know anything? But I just want to know where something is. And like, ah, I don't know. I think it's in that direction. And I go in that direction, and they tell me it's in the other direction. See, I used to work at a at a at a, ga- uh, at a gas station. I actually knew where stuff was. But when I worked at a grocery store, if I'm in aisle one, you tell them it's in aisle fifteen. If I'm in aisle fifteen, you tell them it's in aisle one. That's what you do. I worked at a hardware store. That? Uh, That's when messed I first, up. When I first started, that I, is so evil. I, yeah. I eventually learned where things were and, and told. But them. at first, you Man. just lied. I'm like, oh, it's it's like down in aisle like two or three. Oh my goodness. A, I yeah, think far end on the right down on the wow. side. Like I worked at shop. like a mom and pop hardware store for four years and like you had to know where stuff was yeah. and I was putting like the prices on stuff. So eventually good I times. learned it. Yeah. Good times. Great times. That is about is like that. That's what I just explained to you. Seems like something Mary would do. Not something I would do. Yeah. Well, that's what she does now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'll put my cart back. Yeah. She goes and pretends wink. to work at places. She puts the vest on at Walmart and then just starts chaos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That would be fun. That would be fun. Dragon's Talon 1001 said bread and circuses while Rome burns. That's We are the bread. We are the circuses. But we want you here uh, where it is warm on account of all of our kindness. <laughs> it's warmth from kindness, not warmth from uh, the world burning. Are we the people playing violin as the Titanic sinks? Yes, we are. Mm. Well, no, see, you would have gotten on a boat. We oh, would be left. Too. I would have That's had true. to identify differently. That's right. true. Have you seen that? Because I'm an incubator. No, <laughs> there's there's a meme that says like, uh, "Sorry, sir, women and me, uh, women and children only." And he says, "I am a woman," and it's just it's, incubators it's and incubates only. Yes. Yep. That is, that's that's yes. <laughs> yep. Bombcat said the BSA was created by President Teddy Roosevelt as a response to the increased urbanization and loss of manly skills among American men. That's pretty bad. That's why I'm saying that's wow. a problem that shouldn't have existed in the first place. Wow. That's turn of the century stuff right there. I didn't know that, and I like Teddy. He's done he's done a lot of things. Rhaegar Asker of what a recession is said, "What is good in life?" This is a Conan reference. Conan the barman, the barbarian. I don't know if that's a barbarian or Conan O'Brien Conan reference. O'Brien. I'm sure. I don't know that one so. as much as I like both. We were talking about Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> both so now both Conans. Like we talked about both Conans oh, today, two actually. Two Conans yeah. today? Yeah. That's, 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 are there any others? Uh, I'm sure there is, but uh, not that I can think of. I can't those think. are the most relevant. <laughs> the, those, those are the ones that matter. Those are the two Conans. Two, they matter. couldn't be more different physically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Conan O'Brien <laughs> is like Conan Barbarian's leg. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what he is. All right. Uh, Shane, thank you so much, my friend. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Let everyone know where they can find you and plug, uh, plug Inverted World. Yes. Uh, well, I'm Shane Cashman everywhere. And Tales from the Inverted World is on TimCast.com. And uh, we got a few more episodes this season until we wrap it up. So this week actually coming up, we're going to be putting out the Georgia Guidestones episode that I had to rework because after coming back, they got got bombed. Uh, Or some people have other theories, which you can learn about if you watch. And um, the book will be out sometime in October. The volume one book is out at InvertedWorldBook.com. 
And what else is there? And I think I'm going to be starting another show at some point yeah. fairly soon where I'll be in a haunt. Tim is throwing me in a haunted house, locking the door, putting cameras there. And I'll be talking about weird theories and happenings. I'll, people can call in and tell me oh, their stories. Sick. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. So that should happen rather soon. We're, that's we're like, like old designing school it now. radio stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're thinking of like Coast to Coast is a show we, we keep referencing. And ghost to Coast? Go, oh, Ghost to Ghost. Uh, that <laughs> I might have to take that. Uh, although Tim has, a, we have Jeez. a pretty crazy title for it. I'm not going to share it yet. Okay. Uh, but I like Ghost to Ghost. And also I should say, Brett pretty much created this show, like the seed of this show, I think, back in the day when you were like, you should have a show where you talk about certain theories. Well, yeah, my, my idea was that I, I did, you guys did an episode of Inverted World Bonus mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. you and, you and um, Chris, Carr. Chris Carr talked about conspiracies. And yep. I said, it was, there's something very intriguing about watching two extremely eloquent, rational people talking about absolutely bonkers wow. topics. No one's ever said that about us, but is, thank you. Uh, well, I, I appreciate it. that. Yeah, Brett was sitting in that chair when he said it. But so now it's happening. Thanks, Brett. Right. I'm stoked for it. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, so, uh, also, uh, you know what that means? That means you have to prank call in on their show. <laughs> oh, that would be, be amazing. Fun. You guys I'll will have to be on it. I'll make up some paranormal story. Yes. We're gonna have got an exorcism. a story for you. And we'll, have, we'll have an exorcism and Mary will come in. It, I think we'll that the, do an exorcism on you. The paranormal story should be about like how I used to live in the castle. Yes. Before it burned down. Yes, yes. Mary is a ghost from a Victorian ghost from long ago. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, there's one more there yes. that explains the Conan reference, and then we are oh. out of here. Hobbit said, "What is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of their women." Wow. On that note, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Mary Archived, and whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. You can also find her at Mary Out of Context, I guess. Yeah. Where yeah. she you can hear that now. clip, I'm sure, will be great, along with other ones like Rosebud and yes. whatever she read earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you again today. You can find me, if you so choose, to follow me on social media, at Brett Dasovic on Instagram for the show. We are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific, right here on YouTube. If you'd rather listen rather than watch, I, we, we, we did some analytics today with the boss and found out yeah. that the, there are people that like, like the audio version, and we got to be better about... Like, like, you know, referencing like this is what you're seeing on screen whenever we yeah. show clips for the, the the people that are getting no love that are listening on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Sp uh, Pandora, Spotify. We thank you so much for following us there. Uh, we are on social media, Twitter at pop culture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at pop culture crisis and on Instagram at pop culture crisis pod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.